Hi, everybody. It's episode 352 of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It's Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. Walnut. Hello. How you guys doing? Not too bad. Hi. One you of know. these weeks, I'm going to get that clap exactly on a second. <laughs> oh, is, like, that what you, is that what you try and like aim for? I, I mean, I don't try to aim for it because on your top... Your timing there, but one of these weeks it's actually going to line up. Like it just missed the 17 second mark on my recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. I usually like when I do the count. I usually try and like I try to like guess when I think the two of you are going to clap and clap as close to that as possible. Because there's usually a little bit of a delay between like like I say three and then there's like at least a second or two before either of you clap. Mm -hmm. So like I usually like pause for a second. I'm like, all right, all right, clap. I you you shouldn't though. Because the delay, the delay there is natural. If you delay your clap, then you're delaying the syncing. You should clap at the same time as the rest of us. You should clap as soon as you say one, two, three, clap. And we we like, all generally clap at the same time. But you don't actually know how I sync these up, do you? I no, I I know I I don't know what you do. So th the reason that there's a few seconds of silence before and after, um, after the clap is I just import the three audio tracks into audacity and j literally just line up the spike where the clap is mm -hmm. like it literally like we could do anything before that clap and it doesn't matter when i like when like we could all clap out of sync like i could clap you could count the five clap and then drew could count the five and clap and as long as we don't talk before the last clap happens they all line up fine mm -hmm. okay it's movie magic well no movie magic is would be I don't know. No, that's a, yeah. that, that it, works. That's kind of it's kind of like what ADR is in in um in movies and TV, like where where like the actors will actually have to go into like a sound booth and like re-record things they said while they were mm -hmm. filming live because the audio just isn't picked up as well from like yeah. the micro the boom mics and shit like that they have on set. Or they're replacing the audio for the TV version. Yeah, that too. Or, like, they need to get, like, some sort of, like, weird noise that, like, the actor just didn't make a a good example of on the uh, actual recording. Like, if they're, like, throwing yeah, up yeah. or crying or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, like, they used the clacker thing because they used the spike to sync the video and the audio. And that's what I had assumed the clapping was, was to sync our audios together. So, when you delay your clap, you're to match when we clap, you're delaying the delay. That's what the no, way it's going in my head, and so therefore you were. I see you, where you were waiting that extra second to clap at the same time as us, and then in turn it would actually add that extra second or take away that extra second. Whereas if you were to just we all clap at the you clap at like one, two, three, and then clap in the rhythm of counting to three, um, then. It would actually fix the delay so that there would be no delay when we're when you record. Get what I'm I I see what you're saying, and I think that's just like you you are thinking about the recordings as actual remote recordings rather than we are all recording locally, and I am putting those three local audio tracks together. Mm -hmm. Um, it would be different if this was like a video, like if we were doing like like if we if we were on like Discord and we were recording the video part of it too, and I had to make sure that that audio synced up with that video because yeah. then yeah we would want to just do it exactly at three have like a, a couple seconds of silence afterwards this way it could line up like as accurately as possible but in this case it it actually doesn't make a difference um because even then like when i say three like 
you guys don't clap immediately when I hit three. It's close, but it's not like immediate. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I try to clap in the rhythm. So you're going one, two, three. I try to find that. Like you clap three. on four, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that's so that's why I try to do it in my head. Like I try to like pace it to that four and clap then, just so that like our claps are all as close together. Because also keep in mind, we all actually start recording at a different time. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, so which like, is why we need to do that. So like I, I, Drew usually starts recording the latest and also ends the earliest of the three of us. Like he usually has like the least run up to the clap and the least audio after the goodbye. I just Sounds I try to right. do it. I try to do it based on all that on Zencaster. Yeah, and that's so that's why I start Zencaster first, so that this way like that's going, and then it gives a second for you guys to like switch to Audacity and hit record on Audacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just like if something goes wrong, like we at least have like the not as good quality Zencaster mm-hmm. <laughs> audio. Yeah. Um, and that everybody is how you make chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. It's sugar and brown sugar, butter and flour and chocolate chips and sometimes molasses, depending on the cookies. I like how you forgot the chocolate chips until the very end and like had to go like, <laughs> Shit. I, I didn't forget the chocolate chips. They go in last. The way you said it, it just sounded like it was almost a oh fuck! I oh, didn't say fuck. chocolate chips. Yes, agreed. agreed. I, no, 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 you're 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 right. I did forget the chocolate <laughs> chips. And also, you can add if you add some um some steel cut oats or some rolled oats to it. Very good cookie. Ooh. That's um that's, that's like an oat cookie, not a chocolate. It's a chocolate chip and oat cookie to me. It's not a chocolate chip cookie. So it's not enough oats to be like an oatmeal cookie, though. Like, it just adds a little bit more kind of, like, bulk to the cookie, if you will. Mm-hmm. It was actually, um, it, it was the recipe that Doubletree Inn uses that they released online, like, a year ago, a okay. year and a half ago, something like that. Uh-huh. Um, I tried making them, and, like, they were actually pretty good. I definitely like, like, I like a regular chocolate chip cookie better, just because I really like that cookie. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it was a nice, it kind of just had, like, a nice texture to it with the, the oats in there. Yeah, I I like a nice, good, crispy chocolate chip. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm weird, because I also, at the same time, love a chewy chocolate chip. So, like, I try to find the median where, like, you kind of burn the edges, but it's still (laughs) chewy. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's why I throw the uh, molasses in there, because that gives it, like, that caramelized, like, crunch, but also chewiness. Yeah, I actually don't... I prefer a... I don't want a burnt crispy cookie, but I do like like a crispy cookie. Um... Unless it's, like, fresh out of the oven, then I just want it to be crispy on the outside and gooey in the middle. Yes. I mean, that's the ideal cookie. Yeah. When I make when I make butter cookies, if uh, half the cookie isn't brown from being browned butter, I, it's not a good cookie. <laughs> like, you need a burnt butter cookie for it to be a good cookie. Yeah, like, Erica, one of the, the ones she makes for um for Christmas is, like, a like a, a thumbprint cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I keep trying to get her to just make some without the jelly in them for me and she just won't do it <laughs> yeah because like the jelly's good but like i really just like that cookie and it's not quite a sugar cookie like it's close but it's not quite yeah but anyway i, I make i make this butter cookie these butter cookies that my mom gave me the recipe that i've i'm trying to adapt to gluten-free and it's just so good it, it butter cookies are like the ones that come in like those like wheel cans that they sell at like cvs right yeah, but I don't. I don't do those fancy like pressed cookies or anything. I literally like roll them up, flatten them, and bake them, and they just they come out so good. But I just meant that's what that's what a butter cookie is, though. Generally, yes. Okay. All right. Just making sure. 
making sure I'm, I'm following what, what sort of cookies we're speaking of. You're, you're picking up what we're putting down? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Th- speaking of picking up what we're putting down, did I ever, did you guys ever try my mom's potato chip cookie? I don't think so. <sighs> I feel like I fucking have to have at they're, some point. They're basically like, more like butter cookies. Pretty much with just like crushed up potato chips and then covered, like drowned in powdered sugar. Huh, maybe I haven't. They're so good. I haven't had them in so long. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Well, I guess we we can talk about actual things now. I I, I guess so. I uh. Guess so. so this one's a rumor. Uh. But it's been unofficially officially confirmed that Starfield, the the new Bethesda IP, Xbox console exclusive. This this bums me out, man. This does. Like, I don't I don't want to have to get a fucking Xbox. Get a PC. Get a PC. Yeah. Exactly what's going to happen. Like, this this is why I'm being pushed more and more and more to get a good working PC. It's like, I, you guys know I love space. And you know, I'm sure you know that I enjoy Bethesda games. Like, I'm all about Starfield. And for it to be Xbox exclusive, it's just, that's a bummer to me, man. Yeah. And yeah, like, but also not surprising at all. No, yeah. not at all. I expected this to happen. Yeah, so a, a part of, and so so this rumor was Jeff Grubb of VentureBeat, who has been just all over the internet for a long time, just dropping bombs on people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he's general, if he's not a hundred percent right, he's generally pretty close. Um, but like this is one of those things where like he said it. There's really no, there's no confirmation. There's like nothing really go around with it. But like it just seems likely. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the other things that he's he alluded to was that um, the kind of like target for it right now is Q1 of 2022. Mm-hmm. Which oh. you know what that means? 2024. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously yes. But if they can hit 2022 Q1, that game can release on two 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 twenty two twenty two or two two twenty two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It has two possible dates in February that it could launch on. That would kind of mimic the eleven, eleven, eleven of uh, Skyrim. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! It's, a, it's wow! It's been eleven years since Skyrim. I completely didn't even realize. Well, that. it'll be ten years in um in November. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah. Next year it'll have been eleven years. Yeah. So it's still I for, I didn't realize that Skyrim was ten years old. That's, well, it's because it's been released every six months since two thousand eleven. So not, yeah. Not gonna lie, you could have told me that game was fourteen years old, and I believed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only reason that I know when it came out is because it was eleven, eleven, eleven. It's like it's like the Dreamcast came out on nine, nine, ninety nine. Yeah, like those are two dates I will not forget easily. Wasn't uh, nine, nine, ninety nine also Final Fantasy eight? Yes, yes. There was something else on that day too. There was there was a bunch of stuff on nine, nine, ninety nine. But yeah, so I had no intention of playing Starfield regardless of where it came out. Like. I don't really like Bethesda games, so mm-hmm. I wasn't going to waste my money on it. But like, if it's console exclusive for Xbox, it's probably Game Pass also, um, mm-hmm. which means like I might try it out at some point just because it'll only cost me fifteen dollars to try. Yeah. Um, and if I don't like it, there is bound to be something else on that platform that I want to play at that given moment. Uh, by by next year, there will be so much available on start on 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 Game Pass that's not available right now. Yeah, I mean. That's if Xbox ever starts releasing first-party games. I'm not convinced they ever will, but we <laughs> shall see. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be nice if they ever do. Like they have a lot of good studios for, working for them right now. They do. They do. They, I'm I'm sure we're going to get a bunch of stuff by the end of this year. First-party, 
like from from Xbox. Like I know I I don't know what's announced, but I'm sure we're going to get a bunch of stuff. Well, like we're definitely going to get like there's definitely going to be a Forza coming up sometime soon because mm-hmm. they're going to want to put something like that on the new hardware. Uh, Halo is supposed to come out I think this fall. I think it got moved to this fall. Whether it yeah. sticks that landing or not, who fucking knows? Um, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be another Gears of War. Um, Fable got announced, so that'll come out sometime in like 2028. Yeah. But that's actually, if I remember correctly, Fable is Playground Games. So they're, they're the Forza Motorsport team. Like the, the side team to Motorsport. Or the, the Horizon. No, Playground is Motorsport, isn't it? I have no idea. I mean, I don't, you, I don't expect you to know, Rich. I'm looking. I'm looking. Google. I think it's Motorsport. I might be wrong, though. Oh, no, they're Horizon. Fuck me. I'm wrong. That makes uh, more yeah. sense, though. Like, Horizon is definitely the, the studio that you would expect to be doing the Fable game. But for some reason, I thought it was, um, Motorsport. So who the fuck does motorsport? Turn 10. Oh, right. That's right. Okay. Never mind. I'm wrong. But yeah, F- Fable is just TBA on Playground Games, uh, Wikipedia page. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we don't really know anything about Starfield either. Like, it's in space. That's it. It's, 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 it's space, uh, um, uh, Elder Scrolls. We don't know that. Fallout. It's not. I mean, that's like, what it's that's, going to be, Drew. Come on. It's, it's, I mean, it's what it is. It's what it's been like. I, like, it's been in the making for like 20 years. Um, at least since Skyrim released, or at least people have been talking about it since close to then. Uh, that, and it's always just been like, it's going to be their space Skyrim slash, or not Skyrim, but space Elder Scrolls slash Fallout. I mean, it probably will, but it could also not be. They could try, be trying something different. Because yeah. literally all we know is a name. Haven't we had, like, some nope. form of Fuck no. something? <laughs> Didn't even get a logo. Us... No, I think there has been a logo, but that was it. Oh, yeah, you know what? There was a logo for that, and then they showed, like, a logo for um, Elder Scrolls Six. Scroll Six. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's it. That's just... They just don't care. They're Bethesda. What do they care, right? I mean, they make all the money, so they don't care. But, like, they make all the money on things that are broken. They still make all the money. Broken or not, they still make it. And guess what? They've never had to give uh, refunds. That's true. But like, I know we talked about before, Bethesda basically gets the free pass. It's like everyone just expects their games to be broken piles of shit. So like, it's okay when their games are broken piles of shit. I mean, I I feel like after the fiasco that was 76, um, and after seeing like the outcry with, um, Cyberpunk, I don't think they're gonna get that pass anymore. I have a feeling people are going to, like, like, um, put that, like, force, not force, I guess maybe force their hand and make sure, like, hey, like, remember Skyrim? We don't want that launch. We don't want dragons flying around backwards. Like, and remember 76, how no one liked it because it was not a good game at all? We don't want that either. Like, give us a working, non-glitchy game, and who knows, maybe they'll deliver. Yeah, maybe. I mean... That's just one of the, like, I like some of Bethesda's, like, owned studios. Like, Machine Games and id and stuff like that make really cool games. Mm-hmm. Arcane, also. Um, but, like, Bethesda Game Studios or Softworks, whatever their actual, like, first party, like, studio is called. Like, their stuff has just never appealed to me. I've tried it, and it's just, it's it's just not. Yeah. I get why people like it, but, like, yeah, not for me. Um, but next up, Rich, you played and had issues with Stranded Deep. Oh my god, that game. I fucking love, hate it. Um, no, it's actually, from what I've read and heard, 
Uh, it's a game that was originally released as uh, early access that the devs kind of just been like, all right, we're done, and they never finished it. Um, so like, there's potentially like a full on story, but like, there's it's it's buggy. It's very buggy, and just in general, it's it's a it's an interesting survival game. And they do, like, their survival of, like, food and water and everything decently for what you're given. But for the most part, like, the, like, I'm playing on, on, uh, uh, permadeath because I just, I want to. You hate yourself enough that you, you like that permadeath. I I feel like if you're going to play a survival game, like, that's the fucking point. No, I mean, that really is the only way to play a survival game. I was just, I was just picking on Richie. Like, and, and, like, but, like. Because, like, in this game, if you die and you're not playing permadeath, like, it doesn't, like, you, you have to go back to your last save, which could have been two hours ago. So, you're basically dead, like, permadeath already. Like, it doesn't just reload you back at camp if you die. It, you load your last die save. and you have to load your last save. So, for me, when, when I think about it, like, you know what? This is a survival game. It makes sense to have to be permadeath. And the, the, uh, how many play through how many initial runs have I, or not initial how many runs have i done probably six or seven um and like you learn more and more and you you get faster and faster with like the initial stuff uh the the, the thing that drives me nuts is there's no skipping the main intro scene and so i've watched that every time i've died um that is kind and, of a pain in the ass and there's no like skipping the tutorial so you kind of have to do the tutorial just to like get it off your screen and there's, like, as far as I've gotten, which isn't really that far, I think my longest run was two hours, maybe. Like, as far as I've gotten, there's not a lot of, like, there's not a lot of, like, things to read or, like, learn of the area that you're in. And the difficulty in the enemy, in the uh, wildlife that you encounter, is obnoxious. If I walk over a crab, not even step on a crab, if I walk over a little itty-bitty crab the size of my hand, It'll pinch me and deal damage to me. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. But also uh, realistic. It's kind of. You're wearing fucking shoes. I mean, that's fair. You're like you're wearing, you're like you're well, a businessman. Why are you a weirdo on the beach wearing shoes? You're a businessman who, who's, who's, whose plane fell and crashed. And you're the only survivor. And you're stranded deep. So I said the name. Let's see. Um, but like, there's also, the the crafting system is neat because you don't have to have everything in your inventory. You just have to be near it. But there's a problem with, um, for instance, if you were to get poisoned, you can't create a poison, an antidote until you're crafting level three. So if you find a snake and it bites you when you're still crafting level one, you have a day, maybe two, to get to crafting level three, find the things you need to craft an antidote and craft it. And it's, like, there's certain things that I'm like, that that should be available right away. Um, and not, like, like, because to get to, from crafting level two to three, you have to do a fucking lot of crafting. And sometimes it's just, you don't know what you have to craft, or you have to leave your starting island to find what other stuff that you need to craft. And it's just, it, it's, it's, it's rough, man. Um, the wild boars that you can hunt take at least four uh, um, spears, basic spears, just wood spears. Uh, I've, I've thrown, and it's funny because you throw the spear, it'll stick in the enemy. I've thrown four spears at a wild boar and it's still running around chasing me. Man, those boars are tough. They're fucking tough. 
And then there's uh, these giant crabs that the only way to hurt them is to throw a spear, like, at their eyes. And if you throw... It, whether you hit them in the eyes or on their shell, your spear breaks. And it's not easy. You can't craft very quickly. And these enemies are relentless. They just keep coming after you. And, like, it's a fucking crab. You can't go swim away from it because it can fucking swim. Actually, I don't know if it can swim. It probably walks on the floor. Yeah, crabs don't seafloor. swim. Have you ever watched Futurama? But, like, it's still... It's, like... It, it, these these initial islands, like, I have nothing. I don't have any, like, steel equipment or anything. It's, like, my second island I go to is, has, like, a boar that takes five, six friggin' um, uh, 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 spears, and then these friggin' giant crabs that take so much to friggin' kill. And I'm like, alright, well, I, I I have no push to explore because it, the difficulty is that high up there, but at the same time, I have to explore because you can't boil water in order to drink it, and uh, it takes about four days for coconuts to come back. So, like, you have to leave your island at some point just to go get water. Because you, you, if you don't drink every day, you're you're gonna die. And that's realistic. Yeah. You, you, you need to, I think, like, a person can go, like, two days tops without drinking or something like that. But you can go, like, two weeks without food. I don't think, like, that stuff is 100% true, but, like, you are right enough. Like, yeah. You need more water than food, generally. Like, you can survive with, like, fewer calories for longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then, like, I, I have a, a video up on my YouTube of one of my final runs. I did play it once or twice since then, but, like, one of my final runs that I had done, it I played uh, in-game for about five or six days, probably about two to three hours. I got poisoned on day three. I was able to go from being poisoned and having little to no food and water to making it almost impossible for me to die of thirst or hunger, I got on my boat and started to go to another island, and a shark attacked the boat. Jesus. Knocked knocked me off of it. I was able to get back on the boat, went to go sail again, but I, like, to, in order to sail, like, to, to row your, your boat, you have to look at it at exactly the right spot. You can't just, like, it's not just, like, get on the boat and hold the button to, 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 to row. You have to look at a specific spot. And to get off the boat when you're rowing, you have to, again, look at it. And the controls are just wonky as hell to look at your boat. But, so I'm standing on my boat going to look to start to row, and the shark attacks the boat again, flips it, and I get stuck and can't move and just end up drowning. And I was just like, all right, this is it. I'm done. I don't need this game anymore. Have you played it since? I I did play it, like, once or twice. Probably once. And it was another time where, like, I had a really good start. I was getting a lot of water, a lot of food. I had explored two islands and was on my third. And then I was... I I came to the island where there was, like, a, one of those giant crabs and one of those... And, and, and a boar. And I threw... Um, I had, at this point, I had been able to upgrade my spears to, like... Initially, it's just sticks to sticks with, um, like, pointed rocks on them, and I'd thrown those spears at the giant, um, the giant crab, and it broke off all four of those spears, which aren't easy to make. They're a pain in the ass because you need leather to strap the, the point to them. To get leather, you need to kill the fucking boars. And it's just, it's, there's, like, like, something as basic as that shouldn't be that hard. But, like, I should have been able to, like, maybe deal more damage? I don't know. 
but this giant crab just kept coming after me, and so, like, I grab my, uh, my axe, and I try to whack at it, and it just, it kills me. I get poked to death by a giant crab. And, and it's like, when you go to, oh, go into, like, your, your pockets to switch from one weapon to another or whatever, you can't keep moving. There's no, like, quick change. You have to hit the button to open up the menu. The game stays live, but your character stops moving. You then have to select the right, uh, like, portion on the circle, press X, and it'll swap out the weapon. There's no just, like, quick change. And, like, at least at, as far as I am, there's, like, a key ring that you can get or a belt that you can eventually get that maybe I can hold more or have, like, hot buttons on the directional pads or something. I don't know. But it's just, like... It, th- there is a level of fun that can be had, but the level of difficulty in this game, even on like on normal mode, is just a little too much to actually be fun. Plus, with the bugs, it's just not really worth it. Which it's go ahead. I was gonna say like I, that just seems it sounds reasonable. Like if it's buggy and you're not having fun with it, even even if it was free, like don't yeah. don't dump time into it until maybe like you hear about like a good patch. Yeah, and, like, I did have fun with what I played, but, like, the few instances where, like, where I got stuck under the water and couldn't get off the boat, or get out of the boat, even though I wasn't in it, and then just being killed by crabs because I lost all my weapons throwing them at the crabs, I just, like, alright, I mean, this is fun, but it's not, it's not working well enough, and it's not, um, it's, it's too glitchy, in my opinion. And from, like, the control stuff, it seems like a game built for PC that they just kind of wedged on the console and maybe really optimized. Yeah, but, like, I I, and I've, I haven't played the game on PC, so I don't know. So I don't know how you select your uh, items. I don't know if it's 1 through 8 or whatever. Or if you, also, if you still have to open a menu and select it. But, like, the thing that drives me nuts, I've lost, like, knives and axes so many times in this game because if your pockets are full and you go to grab something out of your pocket so for instance say your pockets are full and you have four coconuts in your pocket and uh That's coconuts big pocket <laughs> it, it is big pocket but and these coconuts will stack so you can have four coconuts and then all this other shit and you're walking around with your axe and you're like i need to get something to drink so you select one of your coconuts they won't swap the axe with the coconuts. They'll drop the axe and grab the one coconut that you're going to drink. Then you'll be holding on to one coconut with three other coconuts in your pockets and your axe on the ground without you realizing. Nice. It, yeah, it's, I, I've, like, there were times that I, like, I would kill a boar, kill a snake, want to go skin it and get, like, some meat or whatever, and then my, my knife's not there. Or, and I'm like, what the, oh, it's on the other fucking island. And a knife's not easy to make. It's, what is it? It's wood, sticks, and rope. And rope is a pain in the ass to make. So it's like, alright, well, I guess I just... And you can't use a, an axe to, to skin something. So you're just, like, kind of shit out of luck. And you kind of just have to leave that dead body there, find a way to make a knife eventually, and then try to skin it again. It just... It's just wonky things like that that I'm just like, yeah, that it's just... It, it, it brings the realism, but makes the game a little bit too hard because it doesn't tell you that you dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. That seems not fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I love survival games. I love the idea and concept of survival games. But this one is just like, I, I, I want to keep an eye on it, see if they do ever update it. But from what I read, like, the, the, the devs just don't care anymore. I mean, at least for that game. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Gabe Newell, the from from Valve, he's a pretty famous guy. He likes uh, knives. Yeah. So he d- he was given a, a a talk at a college in New Zealand and was asked about porting games from Steam to console, and he hesitated before saying, "You will have a better idea of that by the end of this year." So people are now speculating what that maybe means. Um, it could mean something like an orange boxes again, like, um, some like valve, valve developed titles going to console. Um, it could be Half-Life Alex going to like PSVR. I don't know that PS, PSVR 2 more likely than anything because PSVR couldn't handle Alex. Probably. Um, or like the real wild speculation would be consoles actually getting some sort of interface with Steam. And by consoles, that probably means anything but the PlayStation. Yeah. Because there's no way Sony would allow that. Uh, I mean, they were the first ones to have any sort of Steam integration. Wait, did they have Steam integration? Yeah, for Portal 2. Oh, they fuck, did. I forgot they about did. that. Yeah, but they're going to they're gonna correlate that to the, the great PSN outage of 2011, and fuck that, they're not going to do that again. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was 10 years ago, I forgot about that. Holy shit. This time, 10 years ago, none of us could play games online on PlayStation. Yeah, I had um, <laughs> I had I had the DLC for um, uh, Dragon Age Two that I never fucking played because I was never able to download it while oh, I was playing sucks. the game. Like I had the, like the season pass or whatever, and I didn't get the chance to download the pat or the update before the the service went down. And then I beat the game before it came back and was never and, and just never went back to it. Yeah, I know, like because that went down like either the day of or the day after Portal 2 released. Yeah. And, like, the big thing with Portal 2 was they added online co-op multiplayer that no one could play for the first month it was out. Yeah. And that was basically well, the last game that Valve developed until Half-Life Alex. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was online co-op multiplayer um, uh, uh, cross-platform because, like, you could be on Steam and PlayStation and play it together. Right, which I did not... I did not remember that until Drew said something. Yeah. It was but, the first... What, it, it had to have been the first uh, game to, to do that, with the exception of, like, any MMOs, I would say. Even then, I don't know how many MMOs would have been doing that in 2011. Well, no, because I guess um, Final Fantasy XI yeah. Yeah. would have been there. And, yeah. well, I mean, Fantasy Star Online, too? Yeah. But those are, like, the two games that I could think of? Yeah, because I was thinking, like, well, Final Fantasy XIV wasn't out yet. I'm like, oh, shit, no, but Final Fantasy XI... Sure was. That, that had a yeah. console release. Um, you motherfuckers all played it on console, didn't you? Yep. Uh, yeah, I did, and I think eventually Eric got it on PC, or I got it on PC, but I didn't really play it much. I played a little bit, see, like later. I I was the the only person that never had it for console. Like I had it, I had the P because I I didn't have the network adapter for the PS2 until late. I mean, it came with it and a hard drive. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. It did, it did come with that stuff. That yeah, may have been you... why I didn't get it for the PlayStation because it was going to be more expensive than just buying it for the PC. And I yeah. had like I I had a new-ish PC at the time. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't a great PC, but it was enough to actually play that game fine. I just didn't I ended up not liking that game all that much. I, I mean, I didn't really like it either. I thought I thought everything about it was boring. There was like a major lack of like story in general. It seemed like at least um, requiring so m- way too much fishing at vanilla sucked that like I just lost interest entirely and the fishing in general 
man, the fucking, I did, like, no fishing. You're a little off on that. <laughs> That's all Eric, as I would watch Eric play, because Eric had the console. That's all him and Shahed ever fucking did, because he needed to get all the gill in order to do this or that, and, like, leveling up was so slow, like, the best way to, to do anything was to fish. Leveling was hella slow, like, but, I mean... I got to, like, level 50-something and got all the advanced jobs and fucking barely fishing. Mm-hmm. So, That's, what uh, Eric I mean, did and Shaha did, if, if I mean, if they gill-farmed by fishing, that's on them. Like, I mean, there was at one point, I think they were even going to buy gill. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I rem- if I remember correctly, I feel like maybe you were part of it too, but I know at least Eric and Shahed were going to, and they were going to use like some of the money that Eric had left from his student loans to buy it, because <laughs> he's a fucking moron. That sounds about right, though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we had that. Oh, uh, so I, I got Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's Mass Effect. I haven't, so I, I actually never finished Mass Effect 3. Um, but I, I played Mass Effect 1 and, I played all three of them actually back to back, which I think is why I never finished three. Like, I got like halfway, three quarters of the way through it and just kind of like, like got burnt out and then just never went back to it. Um, but I didn't play them until three was already out. So like, yeah. it's been close to a decade, I guess, since I played any of them. And I only ever played them that one time. Um, so like going back and playing like through one again has actually been really cool. I'm like six or seven hours in. Yeah, Mass Effect 1 is a really good game. Have you uh, encountered the character that's, uh, they changed their entire body because they were supposed to be a different uh, alien race than what they were in the initial game? I don't know what you're talking about, actually. There is there is a character in Mass Effect 1 which had the, uh, like, like a, a, it was, I think looked like a human, but was supposed to be uh, what Garrus is. And they just, they never changed, they never updated it or anything to change it. But in this one, it's the right race. I can't. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I have no idea what that's about. I know, I know the two things that they, that they changed, like, visually, like, as far as characters go, um, that were kind of, like, talked about online where they, they changed, um, the camera shots of Miranda in two. And they also, okay. um, it's either in two or three. If you have a relationship with Tally, who's the Korean. Um, her picture that you have, like, in your office where she's not in her suit, um, is literally just, like, a stock photo of, like, some brown-haired yeah. woman, um, that, like, she, she's just straight up, like, a regular-ass human. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it was, uh, in two, and, yeah, if, it was a Getty image. Yeah, and they, they actually put, <laughs> like, a little bit of thought into it this time and have, like, a yeah. unique image of something that looks like an alien. Like, and, and it's funny because, like, they didn't really alter the Getty image that much. Like, they didn't add, like, different color eyes or anything. They or, just, they like, put some, like, face like, markings. They, like, there's yeah. some, like, black lines on the face. That's it. Yeah, there's, like, some black lines and, like, some flourishes on the picture itself. But it's, for the most part, they just went to Getty image, bought, I guess, what they thought was the hottest girl. I don't know. I don't know what their decision was. But yeah, I did see that they changed her, which made me happy because Tally was my girl. And I was upset in, in Mass Effect 1 you couldn't romance her, but so happy you could romance her in Mass Effect. Yeah, it's, um, it's funny to, like, go back, though, because I forgot how quickly you basically get everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's basically the first time you go to, um, the Citadel, you get your entire team minus, um, um, oh, fuck, um, 
Oh, why can't I think of her name? The the doctor, um, the Asari, um, uh, Liara. Thank you. Yes, Liara. You, um, she's the only person that you actually have to leave the planet and like actively go get. Yeah. Um, but like you can't skip it either. It, it's one of the three required missions that you have, like from the time you become a Spectre. But mm-hmm. it's just funny, like you get to to the Citadel, you have Ashley and Caden already, and then within the span of like an hour on the Citadel, you get Garrus, Rex, and Tally. Yeah. Um, and I just, I forgot how kind of back-to-back that stuff was. Um, they also, I didn't notice this because it's been a decade since I played it, but, um, I noticed that, like, the, uh, the combat didn't feel as, like, clunky and kind of, like, just not good as I remembered it. (laughs) Um, but I thought maybe it was just one of those things where, like, I just wasn't remembering it because it was, like, a decade ago and, like, the console was just faster now, so maybe it was, like, lag and stuff before. Um, but listening to a few other podcasts, like... They apparently changed the combat like considerably. Like they, it's not quite what Mass Effect two and three had for combat, but it's much closer. Because um, after I heard people talk about it on podcasts, like I started remembering it more. Like when you had like an assault rifle in the first one, you just had like a giant crosshair, and when you pulled the trigger, it just fired randomly all over the place because it was basically using like R- RNG for hits, yeah. kind of like yeah. um like Knights of the Old Republic did. Like just because you were aiming at an enemy didn't necessarily mean that the bullet was going to hit the enemy. Yeah. Um, and it's, they, they refined that and it's much closer to what, like, two is. It's still not the best combat, but it's definitely more accurate and engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also made some of the encounters not easier, but more forgiving. Um, like, they included, like, cover in better places and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that's really bad, though, is the AI still. Like, there are many encounters that I get into where, my, like, two party members literally just stand in the fucking open and just die immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't, like, actively point them at something, they just stand in the middle and just get shot and killed. Oh, man. I I was very basic when I played uh, Mass Effect. Like, I, I, I didn't change his class. I didn't change his look. I'm like, this is Mass Effect. You don't do any of that shit. And, um, yeah, I didn't even bother with, like, assigning tasks or anything or, like, telling them to attack whoever... I played the game like a shooter, and it worked for me. I mean, it does work for the most part, but it's nice to have other people there, especially there those um those geth. I forget exactly what they're called, but they're they're basically the horror movie monster geth that kind of like they walk on all fours, they look like they're bent the wrong way, and they kind of like scurry on the ground and then like jump and cling to the walls and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just very hard to target because they, they're not hard to kill. Like, they take extra shots than most things do, but they're just so jumpy that it's hard to actually get, like, a good shot on them. Yeah. Um, that it's nice to have two other people there to just sort of, like, draw their attention so that you can get, like, a good shot on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, overall, like, the, the first game so far, at least, has been really good. Um, like, I'm on the second of your three objectives after, after you become a specter. Um, I'm basically, I'm, I'm, going um to find liara's mom on the one planet mm-hmm. and I, i'm in like the uh the research facility that basically had like an alien outbreak happen i don't know if either of you remember that where like there's these like weird alien monsters like roaming this facility that was like shut down and locked down before Shepard got there uh vaguely not 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 a lot um but it it it's it's been good. Nothing's too hard. I'm just playing on normal, so it's not like I have like the difficulty ramped up or anything. Um, yeah. The Mako is still there and still not great to control, but definitely better. Mm-hmm. Like I don't re- I don't have like a, a a 
clear memory of driving it before, but I remember hating driving it. And now, like, I don't mind actually being in that and having to, like, attack things from, like, a distance with it, because it's actually pretty convenient to do that. Everyone hated that thing. I didn't think it was terrible, but everyone hated it, and that's why they took it out in the second and third. Yeah, and they left it in the first one because you... And I think part of the thing that sucks with it is, like, every, every like, mission, there's just such a long stretch where you're in that and there's just nothing going on. We, yeah, and that's that's the thing as well. Like, in the uh, original, you were supposed to explore uh, planets that didn't even have anything. Like, they're just... Like, they had... Because that one had, like, the fuel consumption and everything that, like, you could eventually get stranded in space or whatever. And... Uh, I don't think that was in the second or third one. I like, forgot the, about that. Yeah, in the first one, they want you to explore the 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 um the star system and like go to planets that don't necessarily have anything going on because there could be side quests and whatever. Yeah, and I know in the second one at least they turned it to just scanning planets. Yeah, like you could just kind of like go, you could navigate to them, and then you would just scan it to see if there was anything on there, and then you would get like points or whatever yeah and i think if there was something on there you would be able to go and do like a quick thing but like you wouldn't have to drive the mako all over the place yeah and i know so on in one so like for, for instance when you go to get liara um they don't tell you where she's at they just tell you what like star system she's in mm-hmm. and when you get to that star system there are four possible planets she's on yeah and you have to just hope that you pick the right one the first time or you have to do it four times yeah as many as four times so, like, like they definitely, it was definitely much more, like, open, like, just go, go figure it out. Like, explore the galaxy. Yeah, which is, that's what the, it was, like, it was a way of doing open world in space that was interesting. Yeah, and I did actually, so when I played it originally, I had, like, just, I, I basically did the same thing as you. I just used, like, the standard Shepard. Um, yeah. This time I did edit a little bit, and I went with the, the female Shepard, because I've always heard that Jennifer Hale does a really good job. Um, with all the, the voice acting. And, like, so far, like, I don't, again, like, it sucks, like, I just don't remember the games that well, but, like, I remember not having any issue with, like, the male Shepherd's, like, delivery of stuff, but she's definitely doing, like, like, a very good job with it. Yeah. And she, like, Jennifer Hale's one of those voice actresses that has, like, been around and doing this stuff forever that, like, she is just one of the best in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I've still got two more games to go and probably 80 hours between the three of them if I kind of just streamline everything. Yeah. But, yeah, they're good. I'm playing it on Xbox. The load times are basically non-existent. That's cool. It's it's super weird. Like, some of the elevator rides, I think, are actually just kind of artificially padded because there's dialogue happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are times where, like, I will get into a zone where you can tell the game was going to load and pop up a tooltip. But it loads so quickly, the tooltip pops and then immediately goes away. <laughs> like, it's so fast, I don't even know what it said. So, um, but yeah, so I literally just saw this and added it on there a few minutes ago. Uh, DC announced that they're making an Injustice Gods Among Us animated movie. Huh? Um, it's going to be, like, their next, like, animated feature. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the, the next animated feature from DC, which I know you've watched a bunch of them, Rich. Like, they're actually generally pretty good. Yeah, they're they are good. I I haven't watched as many as I would like, and they've had they have come out with some new ones. But yeah, generally they are good and entertaining. Um, like I I do I I I'm interested in this one. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and like the Injustice story is super neat, and I'm I'm curious to see like how much of that story they do because there's 
so like there's what happens in the games, but then they have the um like the comics that were written about it that actually mm-hmm. had like um the, all the backstory about what happened. Like it it's um I want to say it was like five volumes for each game, maybe. But that's how yeah. you find out that like that's where it's written where the Joker like fear toxined or something Superman, yeah, and had and had him think that Lois was Doomsday, and like he flies Lois into space rips out her heart and leaves her there and she's pregnant yeah so like it's just that like that's a fucking violent movie it is it's 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 gonna be interesting to watch um who like the story for the injustice games is really good i've never played them but like i've watched like the story the overall story of those games and it's just it's so good and so like cool that like I like this. I'll definitely watch this because I I know basic ideas of. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Like I haven't, I've never played two. I played the first one, and the first one was very good. Um, okay. but like I I would definitely down to watch a movie of this. Hopefully, it just goes right to HBO Max. Uh, it probably. Uh, speaking of HBO Max, though, uh, another little DC related thing. Uh, they just announced that there is a new Batman animated series in the works for Cartoon Network and HBO Max called Batman Cape Crusader. Um, it's being worked on by Bruce Tim, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves. So, I will watch this. Yeah, and if you don't know who Bruce Tim is, he is one of the the people behind Batman the animated series. Mm-hmm. Like he was like he was like the art guy on that show. He's the reason that that show has such a unique visual aesthetic to it. Because yeah, I don't know if either of you know this, but they in, in a lot of the the scenes and everything they actually used black paper. Mm-hmm. So like. Everything that's black in there is actually the paper, and they put other things and drew on top of that in different colors. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I thought that was super cool, though, when I saw that earlier, because there hasn't... I feel like there hasn't been a good Batman cartoon in actually quite a while. Uh, I mean, no, not really. I don't think so. Um, Yeah, I don't think so at all. So there was, like, Uh, Brave and the Bold and the Batman, but those were, like, mid to late 2000s, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anything more recent than that. But yeah, lots of lots of DC cartoon stuff coming out. Sorry, I was looking to find like a list of the Batman animated series to see when the most recent one. Probably 2010, I'm going to say. The Bold Beware the Batman in 2013. Batman Unlimited 2015. Oh, I've never even heard of that one. Um, well, and this is on cbr.com. The it it, it lists all of them in chronological order. Uh, it's uh, Batman Unlimited 2015, and it starts off, remember this series? Most likely not, since it was a series of short episodes that went straight to DC Kids' YouTube channel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the art style looks interesting. It's a very, uh, like, cyberpunk futuristic type of Batman. Oh, yeah. I'm, I actually, I, I just found that same article as you. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I remember uh, Be- Beware the Batman. I don't remember anything about it, but I just remember that name and that art style. Yeah, and it, 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 that looks really cool. And actually, I'm gonna move some stuff around real quick, cause this actually just makes a little bit more sense. Um, so AT&T, the owner of Warner Media as a whole, is apparently selling it to Discovery in a $43 billion deal. Interesting. Yeah, and so that would include like, Warner Brothers, like the movie stuff, I, I'm assuming, I'm actually trying to open the article right now, and the Google Doc just is not cooperating. Um, but so that would include like WB, uh, HBO Max, DC Comics, like all those like big properties. And some of the game studios, I'm not really, like the stuff I was hearing and reading before didn't 
it, they didn't have any details, but it sounded like not all of the studios would go with them. Yeah. So, like, I assume, like, war, like WB Montreal is, like, a fully owned studio by them, but maybe, like, um, NetherRealm or Rocksteady wouldn't. Like, maybe they would yeah. just go their own way or stay with AT&T. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's interesting because I feel like, like, Discovery being an actual, like, cable organization that wants quality content for their platforms, I feel like they're just probably a little more invested in trying to make those platforms functional than AT&T, who is a telecommunication company. Like, yeah. they just want people to use their fucking wireless service. They don't give a fuck about anything else. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what comes of that, but that could actually... That could impact some of these like shows we're just talking about and and movies. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of this news has come out post the announcement of this merger, whatever being called. Because like AT and T is still going to, or well, shareholders of AT and T are going to own like eighty percent of New Thing, and Discovery shareholders own twenty or oh. seventy nine twenty one. I think split this uh, uh CNN article. Okay. Um. Well, I'm glad you had time to actually pull something up because I did not today. Yeah, I, I remembered actually looking at it a little bit yesterday. Um, yeah, 71% AT&T shareholders, or 71.29, not 79.20. But, like, AT&T is still going to own the main part of this thing. But, like you said, AT&T wants, it, a, they want AT&T to be the broadband wireless service provider company. Yeah, and then this new thing to be media company essentially. Which, like, I get that. The one thing, and I just, I, I only thought of this because it's, it's listed a few times in this IGN article. Uh, Discovery also has their Discovery Plus app, which is obviously different because it's all like the Discovery related channels. So like Discovery Channel, Food Network, HGTV, like all that shit. Um, I wonder if there's going to be any sort of um consolidation or. Um, like the way that Disney Plus has like the deal where you can get Hulu and ESPN for like one price through them all with that and um HBO Max. Yeah, I would not be surprised. Or even if HBO Max does kind of like what gets what it does for some of the other platforms. Like before DC Universe went away, it got some of the DC Universe content. It gets some Crunchyroll content. Where like maybe yeah. it just gets a little bit of Discovery Plus content in an effort to try and drive more people to discovery plus which like that yeah. that'd be neat because like i will never pay for discovery plus but i've definitely seen a handful of like commercials for stuff on there where like there is a there is a show about like the science of baking hosted by duff goldman from the one cake the ace of cakes show okay with a bunch of muppets <laughs> yeah i've seen that and like I seen the commercial for that, I'm like, man, I want to watch that show. And then every time it's like, oh, Discovery Plus, well, fuck me, never mind. I don't have that. I'm not gonna pay f- just for one show. Yeah, exactly. It's just like there's um there's two CBS shows that we like that apparently are going to be moving to um Paramount Plus, and it sucks, but I will not be watching those shows anymore because I'm not fucking paying for Paramount Plus on top of other stuff. Like it's a it's a garbage platform to begin with, and I'm not doing it for two shows. So it's like cool. Everyone keep doing your streaming platforms, and eventually people will just stop watching your content. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so that's that is probably going to be a thing, and then we will see sort of um what happens. But I also feel like AT and T has only had Warner Media for a couple of years. Does that seem right to you guys? 
I don't know. Neither do I. I I don't I don't follow who owns what anymore because eventually it's all going to be Comcast. You mean Disney? Yeah. Uh, 2016. So yeah, only five years. Yeah, like that just doesn't seem like that long for something like that. But again, like I feel like AT and T just like you like you even said, Drew, they want to be the telecom ISP platform holders they, they just want to make money off of the other stuff they don't actually want to be invested in it the way like comcast is with universal mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. yeah and i forgot at&t had owned direct tv and they sold that off oh that's right too so I, yeah i did forget about that also at&t is dumping everything all the other shit. <laughs> uh so rich you watched uh love death and robots season two yeah, uh, I talked about it last year uh, when season one dropped. I think it was last Dude, year. That was two years before. ago. We were still recording at your house because uh, I remember walking into your house the one day you were watching it and there was just fucking giant animated dicks swinging around on your screen. I don't remember if there were dicks. No, there, uh, there, there was, was there, there, there was a actually, dick fl- yeah. flopping around. There was there was at one point there was at least a dick. But yeah, there was a lot of nudity in the first season. And it was uncomfortable nudity because it was animated. Um... This this season not as much not as much nudity um but they were like this, this it's it's uh if you don't remember it's basically like an anthology show kind of like uh Black Mirror but primarily it's all animated and all done with CG there was an episode in season one that had like re- like live acting actors it was uh Topher Grace and someone else I can't remember was it kind of um, like a scanner darkly uh, I don't know what that is. Okay, never mind then. Um, but it was, uh, it's called Ice Age, and, like, every time they opened their, uh, their freezer, uh, door, uh, like, a civilization had expanded and become bigger and bigger and bigger, uh, living inside their freezer door. It was the weirdest but coolest thing to watch. Um, and, like, there were some other, like, really good and funny and silly episodes in last season. I was going through the list while I was, uh, well, while we were going through the other stuff, and like reading about, like reading the synopsises, I was like, "Oh yeah, that one was good, and this one was good." But season two, overall, was just like there, there were at least there was two episodes that were absolutely hilarious, and it's um automated customer service and um all through the house. And I'm I'm saying this, you have to listen to me because it's only seven minutes long. If you don't watch anything else from this series. Watch the episode all through the house because it is freaking fantastic. It's hilarious. Uh, and here's the synopsis. On Christmas Eve, two kids tiptoe downstairs to catch a glimpse of Santa, a twisted tale for adults only. I don't know, man. Seven minutes seems like a long time. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, this is the best seven minutes you'll probably ever have. I, I mean, that's a hard, uh, a hard bar to, Look, it, it's like, it's just I was I was cracking up the entire time, um, and then uh, automated customer service is great as well. Um, then there's a few like really cool ones like Pop Squad and Snow in the Desert were just like interesting, and then the last one, uh, uh, and then uh, the second to last episode, Life Hutch actually has uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan in it, um, but it's CG, so I, I'm assuming he just did the mocap because it I looked exactly like him. Um, and then the last one, the drowned giant, was just really weird but cool. And it's just like this series is just it's it's I I, I like I keep saying it, it's, it's cool and it's interesting and it's like like not every episode is hit our hits 
Um, but like, it's it just like uh, Black Mirror, though. Like, there will be things you like, there will be things you don't like, there will be things you find fun, things you find boring. And like, this, this series, like, this season, um, only, uh, I believe it was, um, uh, uh, eight episodes. So it's, a, it's shorter than the last one, which I think had 12 or something like that. And it's just like, they're, they're shorts. They're no longer than 13 minutes. I think, yeah, 13 minutes is the average. Snow in the Desert and Pop Squad are 18 minutes, but the rest of them are 13 minutes or shorter. And it's, it's absolutely like a, a nice, you got some time to kill, watch an episode or two. And like, just, like, they're all different animation styles and different stories and different writers. And it's just, it's really cool. Yeah, 13 minutes actually seems like a good length for something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you can kind of get in, get out, and then, like, you don't have to... If you want to watch another one, you can. If not, you can just come back and watch another one later. Yeah, like, um... And, and like, my my least favorite one in this was Ice, and that was 13 minutes. And, like, it, it just, to me, like, the art style was cool, but everything else was just, like, it didn't really fully intrigue me. And I thought it was just kind of kind of dull. But the art style looked really cool. So, like... There's going to be, even if you don't like the story or don't like the world they're building, you're probably going to like how it looks or like like some of the things that they do in it. Okay. I never I never did actually watch the first season. Like, I thought it looked interesting, but, like, you talked about it. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll get around to it someday, but... Yeah, it's 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 essentially Black Mirror, but animated. Um, uh, Three Robots is hilarious, and this is season one. Uh, Beyond the Aquila Reef was really good. Ice Age I already talked about. Sunny's Edge was very, very cool. Uh, when the yogurt took over was hilarious. That's only six minutes long. Um, the Secret War, I think, is the one that, if I'm remembering it correctly, was, was it the Secret War? Was it? No, Suits. Suits was really good. Um, and it's just like, there's so many more episodes in season one than there were in season two that I actually can't remember them all. Uh, Lucky 13 was a good one as well. Uh, it's just, I, I feel like this show is definitely worth a watch. Even if you have just, like, cop for you if you're working or whatever, and you, you got, like, ten minutes between calls or whatever, watching it. Oh, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> no, really, it just cast it to your TV. Yeah, I'll think about it, but I, I work in, in the upstairs anyway, so. Then you can just log on to your, com- log on to your, onto it on your PC. I could, but, the, like, I, I watch all, look, I am, I am doing just as as good as you right now with the CW shows, I'm like three episodes behind on everything. Yeah. Uh, from what I hear, um, Legends this season is amazing. I watched the first episode. It was very, like, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, the twist about Gary is amazing. Oh, boy. I think I might try to watch that because I can't catch up on anything else. Yeah, like, the the Gary twist is maybe my favorite thing they've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, between that, like, Constantine being Constantine. Um, yeah, that show is just... It's so stupid, but I love it. Yeah. Fucking Spartacus is in it. Great. I love it. it. And he's he is just the best and the worst. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, Superman and Lois comes back, I think, this week. Yeah. I, and that that's one that I can actually watch because that is all on HBO Max. Season one of Superman and Lois is going to all be on HBO Max. Same with Batwoman. So but they um won't have season two on HBO. Superman and Lois is leaving HBO Max soon. Yeah, like I have I have to watch it. But like I can watch it. Yeah, like it, you, uh, can, you can catch available. up. You can catch yeah. up on it before it starts airing on CW, and then probably watch it like within the couple yeah. of weeks of it airing. Yeah, with the CW app, it's just all the rest of the shows. They only have three episodes on the CW app, 
So, like, once then, like, if if I'm four episodes behind, I'm shit out of luck and I can't watch them until it's on Netflix or whatever. Yeah, it looks like that's what CW is doing across the board because that's what the – because after you told me that, I looked on YouTube TV and the VOD is the same way. It's yeah. all, like, there are, like, three weeks back and then I only have options to watch, like, my recordings. Yeah. Which is a bummer because, like, sometimes you just yeah. – you get backed up and you don't get a chance to watch them. Yeah, or or you're like me and you just forget. <laughs> like I mean, that's that that's that's a hundred. Like I started off not watching because I wanted to try to avoid spoilers for uh, Godzilla vs Kong, and then it's just after that, I was just like I kept forgetting. I was like I have like kept forgetting. To just take aside like an hour a day or whatever to watch a different episode, and just now it's too late. Yeah, and, like to be fair, like Supergirl's been fine. Like it's been weird because honestly, Supergirl hasn't been in it for the first five episodes Mm -hmm. like she's she's in like little bits and pieces of it while like she's like dealing with something else but like the last episode i watched which i think was two weeks ago she was not in at all and i'm pretty sure the episode after that because it was like a to be continued she is not in at all well this is isn't isn't she pregnant or wasn't she pregnant during the filming of this season Maybe the very i mean that could be the thing like she may have just had the baby like at the very beginning of this season but or like when they filmed it back in the fall, but yeah, it's the last season, and the title character isn't in it. Yeah, and that's I think that's what it was like. At one point or another, she was pregnant during filming the previous season, and then like they probably got shut. I don't know if they were able to finish. They wrapped the season up in the first episode. Yeah, so like maybe maybe that's why she's like in and out because like they can't really like I don't know. It's, I mean, she in the scenes that she is in. She is not, like, she doesn't look pregnant. They're not doing anything to hide it. Like, they're showing her, her, like, full, full figure, like, front, side, back, everything. Yeah. Whereas, like, normally in something like that, they would do some sort of, like, camera trickery. Um, so they, she had the baby around, like, early, mid-September, it looks like. Um, Mm -hmm. so by the time they started filming this season, she was probably already, she already had the kid. But, like, she just might not be working full hours because she has a baby at home. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just stupid to have a final season for a show where the title character is not there. Yeah, um, they 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 probably could have just held it off. Like, some and more time. they should have. They should have just held this back and then filmed it later and aired it over the summer or next fall. Mm-hmm. Um, Batwoman's actually been been enjoyable. Like, I, I like this season more than last season. Yeah. And um, Flash has also been one of those ones where like it's honestly hasn't been very interesting. Like, no one's doing a bad job. It's just. There, nothing about this season so far has been enough to make me want be like I have to watch the next episode. It's like yeah, oh, I'll watch it later. It's there. There's nothing yeah. crazy happening. I'm not worried about it. But yeah, uh, da, 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 where were we? So Dave Batista, um, I think it was like a, maybe a little over a week ago he had come out and and kind of said that um Guardians of the Galaxy three is probably going to be the last time he plays Drax. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because like he's in like his mid fifties by the time that one comes out, like. He just doesn't think he's going to be running around as, like, the shirtless muscle guy anymore, um, which is totally understandable. But he's actually gone on record saying that, like, he wants Drax to be recast. Mm-hmm. He, he wants them to cast a new person to play that role and then give the character a solo film. Yeah. Which, like, I, I think that's pretty cool. I, and I feel like Drax is one of those characters that, like, you could find a a Dave Batista body double to easily mask over like 
Like, yeah, he might look a little different facially, but for everything else, you can easily get somebody who looks like Dave Batista for Drax. You know, though, I, I have to give him credit, though. Like, that dude has some fantastic comedic timing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he does such a good job playing that, like, dry, just doesn't understand metaphor or sarcasm or anything. Yeah. Like, like in Guardians 2, when, like, when, um, Quill and Namora are, like, having that, like, moment, and he's, like, standing off to the side, and he's, like, sorry, I'm invisible. I- I've, I've learned how to stand so perfectly still, I become invisible. That's, As that's Avengers. He's, is that Avengers? Is, was that, that Infinity was War? That was Infinity War, yeah. Holy shit. Man. Well, those, those movies, like, 2 and Infinity War kind of, like, blur together for me. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. and, even that the, his Hal Gamora was apparently an ad lib. Mm-hmm. So like they yes they could find somebody that like looks like him, but like you also have to you have to find somebody that's like built like that and also has like the the comedic timing of the character. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think you underplay Batiste's role in that no, character. No, I just saying I, you could just find a body <laughs> double to but, replace. Like, well, no, but, I'm I'm not I'm not saying like. I'm not trying to say Batista's a bad actor or anything. Like, he's a great actor. But I'm saying for, like, like, visually, it won't be, like, it won't be, uh, uh, the Oracle in The Matrix. Like, they can, they can easily find someone body-wise who can double and be, basically look like Batista. Whether or not they have the acting chops is a whole nother story. But like a body, a, like a double to be a new Drax to be recast, they can easily recast the Drax to still look like Drax. It's just, yeah, acting chops is a whole other thing. Yeah, and I feel like if it if it's just another Guardians movie, then like sure you can cast a Drax and just have somebody like just have them not be like a center piece of the film. But for yeah. like any sort of solo film, like you need somebody that has both the physique and the the ability. They should just get the Rock to do it. <laughs> I see the. I think I feel like the Rock is too big. He's he's too tall. Rock is too tall. I believe um, I believe the Rock towers Batista. I don't know. I think you're have it exactly the opposite way. I'm the googling Rock is six, it. Five. Batista is six, six six. Okay, so they're they're close enough. They got this. They got this. Yeah, I did not realize he was that. Like I knew he was tall, but for some reason I didn't think he was that tall. Yeah, I I knew I knew. Uh, I knew he he was a tall guy. Like I and but like look at him next to Kevin Hart, like that doesn't really say much, but it's still like Kevin Kevin Hart's like five two. Yeah, I mean everyone's yeah. tall next to Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My niece is tall next to Kevin. Um also I, I I honestly until he said something on on like that social media post, I didn't realize he was in his fifties. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely thought he was younger than that. But well, what were we gonna say? He's been he's been wrestling for how long, Drew? Like uh, yeah, I was gonna say he Probably, I want to say he got to WWE in like 2000, the early 2000, like um, 05, 06 range. And usually, most wrestlers don't get to that level until their late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, so, so he, he started wrestling in 99 and signed to the WWF in 2000. So you were like right on there with like the WWE era thing. And then he, he did do uh, MMA for a while, right? Like... Uh, he might have done like one fight. It says in 2012 he did MMA. Okay, yeah, yeah. sounds about. Right. I, I think like he left the WWE, did MMA, and then went back to the WWE, but started acting. Yeah, well, it, so according to uh, this is all on his Wikipedia. 
99 to 2010 WWE, uh, 2012 MMA, 2014 2019 w- wrestling again, um, mm-hmm. retiring in 2019, 2006 through present acting. Yeah. So. Oh wow! Yeah. He made his TV debut in 2002. I thought it was a little later than. But. Yeah. yeah so um, the other thing to go along with this though. Um, I thought I just thought it was funny. Apparently, Universal offered him a role in the Fast and Furious movies. I'm assuming the newest one, nine. Um, and he passed. Like he didn't want to do that. He wanted to talk to them about a Gears of War movie so that he could be Marcus Phoenix. <laughs> I'm I'm down for it. I yeah, like Jesus he looks could... like Marcus Phoenix. Like yeah, he he could definitely pull off a Marcus Phoenix. Um, I'm kind of bummed out to not have a Batista and uh, uh the Rock. Um, face off in in Fast and Furious, or uh, Batista and Diesel face off in Fast and. Yeah, because The Rock's not in it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fam. Well, like, the f- he got kicked out of the family. He did. He did get kicked out of the family, which huh. is weird. They, he, he, like, because he, him and Diesel feuded with each other or something. Well, like he, him and Diesel apparently never really got along, and then um, Tyrese also didn't like him. But like, who the fuck cares about Tyrese? <laughs> like, who who doesn't like The Rock? Like, he's like. As far as I can tell, or as far as I can remember, he's like the nicest guy in the world. Like, how how do you butt heads with The Rock unless you're like an asshole? So, so it's like Vin Diesel and Tyrese assholes. Or? I mean, I feel like Tyrese could very well be an asshole. I don't know. I I've I've gotten the impression that Vin Diesel is actually a very cool guy. Also, yeah, but he's, yeah, the the um the like when when some of that stuff was going on before, like I think some of the the word was just. They had two very different work ethics, and like the Rock basically just goes at like a hundred and ten percent all the fucking time, mm-hmm. and is just like prepared and ready and like does it. And I guess maybe like Diesel just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Hmm. So, but like he's also like I don't know, like it's his franchise. Like like he he makes so much money off of that that like I feel like he just kind of like sits back and like lets everyone else do the hard work anyway. Yeah. And it's 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 a good thing Batista's not in this one because uh, if he took the role of John Cena, he'd be Dom's brother, and he would tower Vin Diesel by five inches. Well, how much taller is John Cena than Vin Diesel? They're one inches apart. So uh, Cena's. I looked this up before I said it. Cena's six one, and Diesel is six foot. Really, John Cena's only six one. Mm-hmm. Cena's a short boy. Like, I don't know, well. like, <laughs> relatively speaking, that is. Yeah. Like, honestly, I would have, I would have figured, if I had to guess, I would have said, like, Vin Diesel was, like, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, and I would have, I would have assumed that Cena was, like, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, no, I, I knew that Vin Diesel wasn't, again, in relative speaking terms, I knew Vin Diesel wasn't tall. I knew he was, like, I, like, I'm 5'10". He's, he's only a few inches taller than me, so, like, he's, he's a little bit closer to average height than some of these other power lifter um that yeah it, it, i guess it works like you'd have the villain towering the uh the hero you can't have that look we don't know that he's the villain i i'm pretty sure we do know that Cena's the villain we just know he's the brother and that they he's, have beef he's working with Charlize theron's character or we don't know that, is that Charlie? Yeah, we we've seen it in the trailer look, we do know that for all we know han's the villain and he's mad that they fucking invited jason statham to the fucking barbecue look cop Here's the thing. This is Fast and Furious. The story's not going to be that in-depth. I don't know, it's... man. Some of those stories get a fucking deep. I mean, yeah, because Han is now alive after being dead for four movies, and we've seen him die three times, but, like... But they were all the same death, just from different angles. 
Exactly, though. Like, three different angles. How did he crawl out of this fucking car? He, he that, is flame retardant. That, that <laughs> special fourth angle. A, a flame retardant doesn't protect you from explosions of concussion. Well, that's why, you have, that's why they haven't seen him in years. He was fucking in the hospital. Just like Letty was after she got, like, thrown from that fucking car doing 120 miles an hour that fucking rolled down a mountain. But, like, Letty at least had, had amnesia and didn't remember who she was. Like, it seems like Han, as far as we know, knows exactly who he is. And is just back to race. And But, like, we not- don't know how long it's been either. It's been, like, three days, you know. I mean, really, like, uh, like between six and eight, there there could only have been, like, a year. Because, like... He goes from living with uh, Elena to back with Letty, and Elena has, like, a, a, a baby. Mm-hmm. So, like, there can't be that much time in there. <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited for that. That movie comes out next month. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it does. And that's uh, only in theaters, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I've never watched a Fast and Furious movie in theaters, so this is definitely not one I'd be watching. Either. I saw one, two, and eight in theaters. I think may I might have no I don't even think I ever saw like one or I might have maybe seen two in theaters doubtful though um so yeah because it was like I saw two in theaters I'm like oh these these movies aren't good and then it wasn't until <laughs> seven was out that it, like I heard people start like talking about them again I'm like wait what are people t- what what no <laughs> fast two fast two furious was a bad movie and then the next one had a Hulk car and then I went back and I'm like oh no Tokyo Drift is like the best of the movies like it's fantastic. But I digress. Um, Rich, how did you enjoy Jupiter's Jupiter's Legacy? I've heard it's not good. I mean, I didn't hate it, but it was um, it was interesting. Um, I feel like I say that a lot anymore. You do. I know. I, I like. I didn't hate it. It had a it had a cool story, and um, how it progressed was uh, was really cool. Like the, each episode uh, was basically a side by side from like back in the thirties during the depression and then modern day and uh basically it, it's it's a story about um it's based off of the um comic jupiter's legacy which is a, a miller comic from uh crap i can't remember what it was who, who publishes it i believe it was uh image but it may have just yeah, it may have been his is, own thing too it was it's it's image it is image i just couldn't remember the name um so it's it's based off of a comic also called Jupiter's Legacy. Um, and the overall story is it's, um, uh, 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 generation one superheroes trying to bring up the next generation, their kids, to be, to have the same code of, ne- of ethics as they did when they started, but supervillains are getting worse and heroes aren't changing. I.e., like heroes, they don't kill, but supervillains are doing much worse things than they used to back in the 30s 40s and 50s um so like it's it's them trying to find that middle ground and like some of the veteran heroes starting to realize that like the code doesn't work anymore um and the the newer heroes trying to learn that like or not trying to but starting to like thinking of abandoning the code and the um it is the uh union of justice is what it's called is their justice league um Basically realizing, like, maybe these veterans don't really know what they're talking about because these heroes, these villains are getting worse. Um, like, the first major fight that they have with a villain, three heroes die flat out. Uh, one just gets blown up. Another one has a laser shot through them that completely disintegrates and everything neck down. 
And then the other one gets that same laser shot through their body, and they have just, like, a hole in the middle of their body. Jesus. Yeah, it, it gets rough. And then one of the, the, one of the main heroes, uh, uh, kills, and it's the first hero to ever kill, or at least first hero who's part of the Union of Justice, to kill a villain. Um, because that hero is the son of, like, the two heads of the Union, the, the, basically, uh, I guess you could call him the Superman and Wonder Woman equivalent of, of this era. And, uh, he was, this, this, uh, enemy was about to, like, explode nuclear. And so he killed him instead of letting his family die. And so, like, there's just all this turmoil and, and, um, you, you have a back and forth of the original generation living in the 30s during the market crash. And then, uh, the main character, Sheldon, who becomes, I can't remember his hero name. It's stupid. I don't like it at all. Um, the Utopian? Yeah, that's it. The Utopian. Uh, he, he, uh, it's like their, their tale of becoming the Utopian and all the rest of the heroes and how they got their powers and then how essentially how powers got spread onto the planet from that point. And so like it goes back and forth with what's going on in the past, what's going on now. And it's just like for me, like I, I don't think it was bad. I, I thought it was, it was good. Like it was, it's not something I'm like, I, I'm not going to like overhype. It's not like the greatest thing, but like, like probably in a media era with shows like the boys and invincible, this isn't really hitting, but I have not watched those, and therefore I cannot really reference those, if you get what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Because, like, I feel like the boys in Invincible, they're much... They, they take a much more serious tone towards these hero, uh, uh, like, stories. Especially the boys. The boys is dark as hell, from what I hear. Um, and this, like, they try to go dark, but they also try to keep it, like, not that bad. And... Like, it's, it's the, the powers themselves are pretty interesting. Like, most people who are powered get strength, flight, um, strength and flight, but then they all, most people have, like, some other power along with that. So, um, the daughter to Utopian and, and, uh, Lady Justice, she has strength, she has flight, but she can also, like, she has supersonic screams. Or some people, like, I know one hero had super speed, so maybe he didn't have flight, but most heroes have, like, the same build of, like, super strength, super speed, or flight, and then something else to go along with it. Okay. But, like, it, like, it wasn't, like, a, and you watched all of it? It's, all, it's yeah, only, what, yeah. like, eight episodes? It's eight episodes. Um, it was funny, the last episode is the shortest episode in all of them. Um, and I, I watched it all last night, mostly because I got, like, six episodes in, and I was like... I just got to finish it at this point. There's no reason to, to, to leave two episodes. Um, and like the whole, they still build some intrigue with some of the backstory of like, well, why, why were they getting these visions to go get these powers where they did? And like, it still has those questions. Um, and then like the, the modern era, modern day stuff, like at the end of it, they did leave it off. Like kind of it, like I, kind of knew it was going to sort of lean that way when it ended, but you weren't sure the entire, you weren't sure until it happened. Like, so you can kind of say it was predictable, but like, like you're still unsure until they reveal the big reveal. At the end. Okay. But like, you didn't dislike it from the sound of it? No, I didn't dislike it. I, I like, I thought it was fine. And like, when season two comes out, I'll watch it. Like, I'm not gonna 
say like this is the work like I and I have watched some bad series like there's a a Kevin James series where he's a pit chief like a NASCAR pit chief and I watched an entire series I didn't even talk about it on a show because I thought it was just bad but like I sat there and like there were some entertaining points to watch it but I'm not gonna sit there and watch the next season because I just thought overall it was just not good but this one it like it was entertaining and it was good enough to like. If it doesn't get a second season, that's fine. If it does get a second season, great, I'll watch it. Okay. Yeah, I've just, I've seen some people, like, online post about it where, like, they didn't even finish it because they just, it they didn't like it in, like, the first two episodes. I mean, I thought the first, the first two episodes were more of what pulled me in. Um, okay. I, like, I, I don't, I don't see why somebody would not like the first two episodes, but they might also be the same people who, because I had to Google, like, what's Jupiter, is Jupiter's legacy based on, like, a comic, uh, and, um, a lot of people were, were writing, is Jupiter's legacy based off, a, like, a prequel or a sequel to Jupiter Ascending, that oh. movie with Mila Kunis. There might be a lot of people who think that this is, like, some sort of spinoff of that. Huh. And that wasn't that good. But there might be people out there who enjoyed that, that think that's what this is. And so that's why they're not liking it. That I mean that's possible. I I, I don't know. I th- I thought it was good. Um well, it's it, got a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's the critic score. It looks like the audience score is higher. The audience score is 73%. So it looks like people and, are liking a little bit more than critics liked it. Yeah, and like that's I can I can like maybe some of the I don't know how well it it stays aligned with the comics that it's based off of. Um, yeah, I don't know what I don't really know anything about the comics other than it was a Mark Miller. To, but. Yeah, um, and so like I don't I like I, I've said this in the past like I generally don't if I were to look at like reviews and stuff I generally try not to look at specifically critics because they're looking at it as an analyst point of view whereas I want to know like what people like me thought of the show. I don't want somebody to analyze it like this is not going to win any awards and it's a 38%. I want like, oh, well, it was good and here's the good things, here's the bad things and like like here's what they here's the things they did and blah blah blah. Like I like there were some parts that were a little stale and a little slow and like there were a few episodes that they like I think it was like one or two episodes that they kind of fudged the timeline. It was really weird and you didn't know it until the end of the second episode in this group. Um, but like one of the cool things they do is they change the aspect ratio when they go from past to future. So oh, that is when it's, cool. when it's, uh, there, when it's modern day, there's more, there are black bars on the bottom and top of your screen. But when it's in the past, it wide, it, it, it opens up and gets, like there, there are no black bars. I, so I don't know what the ratio is, uh, for that. But like that, that is like one thing, so that you know once the scene hit, which I you're gonna know because it takes place in the fucking thirties. You're gonna realize that it's not modern era with the old ass fucking cars. Um, but like you can tell once the scene starts that like, oh, this is in the past. Oh, this is in the present. And like that, it it is like that is their transition. The show doesn't, like, transition fade to black from modern day to modern day. It fades to black or does its transition to past. And so you you kind of get two different stories going on in every episode. Okay. And just just to, like circle back to a thing you were saying. As far as, like, critics go, 
there are two different types of critics. Like they're the ones that you just described, and they're like the ones that would be writing for like the New York Times or like like your Siskel and Ebert esque critics that really are just looking at it as like a piece of art and whether or not it's like worth that title. Um, but then if you go to like your like your more like nerd sites, like your IGNs, your GameSpots, your like CBR, what have you, like they're more grading it based on like whether or not it was entertaining, mm-hmm. like whether like. Did it make sense from beginning to end? Was it entertaining? Like, not so much like, oh, this show deserves an award of more of a, this show deserves to be watched. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like, you guys, you guys know, like, I feel like I am someone who will sit there and if I don't like something or if I really do like something, I will say, you should try it yourself. Like, that that is generally your answer for everything. Like, I will, I will tell you what I think. And I will say, like, this is worth a watch. Or, eh, I don't think it's for me. But it could, like, like I basically trashed um, uh, Bly Manor. I, I, like, I watched it. I acknowledged that it was good. But it's not a show that I would watch ever again. And so, like, I, I, I wasn't a fan of the way they took the story. And if somebody would ask me, like, how was it? I'm like, I'll tell them, like, it was different, and it's not my cup of tea, but you should give it a try. See if you like it. Like, and, and like, I, I hate people who live by reviews. Yeah. Because, just because, like, it's one thing for, like, video game reviews, whether or not a game is broken or not. But, like, for media reviews, it's just like, well, maybe you like that, like, how they, like this one thing where these people... I mean, especially well, on, a, like, a platform like Netflix. Like, yeah. if you have a Netflix subscription... Like, yeah. a review of a Netflix show is kind of like, well, just watch it yourself. Watch an episode, see if you like it. Like, yeah. But, like, I, I can understand, like, a movie, like, wanting to see if the movie is getting generally, like, positive reviews or not, because, like, that's costing you money to go, like, extra money to go see. Yeah. Sorry, Drew, what were you going to say? So, I was going to say, the thing with reviews for anything, you need to find people's reviews line up with how you feel about things, and just kind of follow them rather than mass market of review like curate your reviews that you go look for yourself to you know find people whose opinions generally line up with the things that you have and then that way you're not like looking at 40 reviews trying to figure out oh well which one is this actually good or is this actually bad when you know hey generally the things this person has said about games whatever line up with how I felt about them when I, the same game is whatever in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, and I do, I I don't necessarily, like, go looking for the same people, but, like, I always look at the byline whenever, like, I, I do read a review. Because, like, if I recognize the name, it's like, okay, well, I've, I've probably read their reviews before, and if I read their whole review, it means it was probably something that I, I agreed with mm-hmm. on, on, like, some level. Mm-hmm. So then it's see, like... See, my, my thing is that I apparently have niche taste in in certain medias so it's really hard for me to find people who will align by me which is why i'm just like i'll just give it a shot yeah i mean like you have nothing else to do with your life so you can just give everything a shot <laughs> i mean er- <laughs> you know everyone's got nothing else to do with it i mean you're not you're not entirely wrong like you say your life is busy and like is it really busy or do you just say it's busy like do I mean, you but- really have to do those things like i've been busy I still was able to watch a show in a night. Yeah, but you also stay up much later than I do. Yeah, well, that's because I'm an adult. So am I. That's no, why I go to fucking bed at an adult time. We go to bed time. because we're adults. 
I, you stay I up because you're still a child. <laughs> no, I, I stay up because I'm an adult and I still wake up on time for work. No, the, now, no now you do, now that you don't have mentality. to leave your house. <laughs> also, that. <laughs> yeah, that... The, I, I know you're, you're fucking around, but that is so much like the... Like, that is what you expect to hear out of, like, the angry, like, 12-year-old that doesn't want a bedtime anymore because they think they're grown up. I have grown up, so I don't have to go to bed at, at 9 o'clock. No, like, to me, going to bed that early, it's just a waste of a day. Like, it, it wastes time. We're I mean, going to live longer because we actually sleep. <laughs> I mean, I I go to bed at 11.30, 12 o'clock. I'm asleep by 12 o'clock. I wake up 8 o'clock. It's 8 hours. Yeah, so you're not really an adult if you're waking up at 8 o'clock. Adults have to wake up at, like, 6.30 at the latest. No, yeah. I mean... By the time you've woken up, I've... That, you're waking up. I've gotten up, exercised, made breakfast, and have started working. That's that's your schedule. My schedule is different. I don't have to... I, I'm still sleeping eight hours. I mean, you are. You are. I am up no later than seven on weekdays because of work. Like, if I have to go to a client, it's more like six. Mm-hmm. So, like, by the time, like, ten o'clock rolls around, like, I'm tired. It takes me a long time to fall asleep, so I go to bed at ten. I'm asleep usually between 11 and 11.30. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you guys are the handful of people. Like, I know, like, <laughs> you guys are the handful of people that don't have kids that go to sleep as early as you Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> but. I, I don't know anyone else who goes to sleep as early as you do that doesn't have kids. I mean, neither do I, but. Like, like the only other person is Shawhead, but he wakes up at, like, 3 in the morning. So he goes to bed at like ten. Why does he wake up at three in the morning? Because his work is still East Coast time, and he's Mountain time, which is two hours behind. Wait, where the fuck does he live now? Kansas. That's Central time. Central time. Okay, that's why I was very confused when you said Mountain time. I'm like, where? What? But he's he, well, he's still an hour behind. But I think his work is still considered. E- I think he still has to wake up for East Coast time or something. Like but that. he wakes up the, early as fuck. Yeah. D- does his job start at four o'clock in the morning though? <sighs> I, I don't know, but he, but he, like, he's, he wakes, he, like, you're saying you go to bed at 10 o'clock and you wake up at 6, he goes to bed at 10 o'clock, our time, and wakes up at, like, 4 o'clock, our time. So that's 9 o'clock for him and 3 o'clock, so we get 6 hours of sleep. Yeah. But, also, I feel like that's just a shot, like, shahead being shahead, like, he does not have to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning for work. He probably wants to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning for work. He he wakes up at 3 in the morning to play video game two hours. No, he doesn't. Because, like, I I have clients in New York. Like, New York is such an old-school, like, work environment. They start at 9 o'clock. Like, everywhere starts at 9 o'clock. If you get to work before 9 o'clock, like, there's a good chance you're going to be locked out because the guy with the key isn't there yet. (laughs) So, like, he probably is just one of those people, like, he wants to either, like, he wants to probably get, like, an early start so that he's done early. Like, he probably doesn't actually have to, like, he probably just has to work eight hours, and it doesn't matter when those eight hours are. No, he's usually not done work till after five o'clock our time. Man, that's just weird. He's, he's a weird fella. I mean, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. But, anyway, um, what was the next thing on here? Oh, this is great news. Psych the Movie 3, This Is Gus, got announced. Nice, nice. I haven't watched the first or second movie, because they're on motherfucking Peacock. Um, I just keep, I just keep using different email addresses to sign up for, um, and the, the first movie was on USA, 
That's your own fault for missing it. I, I didn't. I didn't have cable at the time. It, I think like, you. I think you did have no, cable. When when did no. you get rid of cable? I got rid of cable. I don't know. Forever ago. I like the only time I ever watched Psych was on Netflix. Really? Yeah. And oh, so, so you weren't I watching got, it when it was on? No, I never watched it while it was on TV. I didn't realize that. Yeah, because the first movie came out in 2017, and I could have sworn you had cable still at that point. Uh, when 2017? You said? Yeah. No. Have you had? You got rid of cable that long ago? I'm 99% sure I did. Wow, just doesn't seem like that long ago. No, at the I like I didn't watch it because I didn't have cable, or if I did have cable, like maybe I had like no USA or something. I don't know. Actually, but, no. Like, you know what? That makes sense because I think we got rid of cable in 2018. So, yeah, and you definitely had it like significantly before we did. Yeah. Jesus, it just doesn't seem like it was that long ago. I mean, I've owned this house for seven years. Six, seven. Um, I think actually. you've owned. Wh- Literally, we I've, just passed our seven years owning this house, so I think you're at like five or six years. I've I've lived in this house since I started my previous job, and I would be on nine years this year. But your I first like nine years, three I would years, been nine with... years. It my, it was only my first eight months that I was with my grandfather. Really? Yeah. Uh, he passed away the the I moved in my twenty fifth birthday. So yeah, uh, that would be seven years. I've owned, I've been in this house. I moved in on my 25th birthday, um, and the, uh, the May after that, I believe it was May, uh, April or May after that, he passed away, um, and I, I didn't buy the house for, like, another year and a half to two years. Oh, okay, maybe that's what was throwing me off things. I was gonna say, like, I remember, like, I remember when you bought the house, and it was, it wasn't, like, a long, long time before we bought ours, but it was, like, after we got ours, and I just, I thought you lived there with your grand, with your grandfather longer. No, he, I only lived here with him for about, for about a year, like 10 months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Seemed like longer. But no, cause I guess we started recording at your house in like 2015 or 16. Um, probably like 2015. I think actually even early, like late 2014, we were recording a little bit at your house. We, we were recording here pretty much almost since the beginning. Well, cause I know we did, we did a few at Eric's house and we did some at my house. And then, yeah, I guess we did really just start doing them at yours. Yeah. By like that summer, like 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're like, you, at the time, you didn't have anyone else living there. So it was just, there was nobody yeah. else to sort of like interrupt. Yeah. There's no one else living here. And I live off the main road. So it's quiet and don't have to do, like, I had pets, but they were well behaved at the time. So, like, they didn't make a lot of noises and there was a lot of room. So, yeah. It worked. But, uh, but yeah, it's like, it's like the movie three got announced and that's good news. Um, Nothing about it, really, but, like, the la- I don't, I don't want to spoil it, because, Rich, you might watch it someday, but, like, the last movie ended with a bunch of stuff kind of, like, ready to happen, so, and it, but, like, considering it's called This Is Gus, I'm assuming it's going to revolve around Gus this time, whereas, like, the first movie was definitely more Sean, the second movie was a Lassiter-centric movie, and then this one is, is a Gus-centric movie. Yeah. I just, I just like Psych. It's such a good series. Like, those actors are great. It's, it's so much fun. It is, and, like, I would love to be able to watch it again. Just, like, I would love to be able to watch Monk, because, like, I know it's kind of got similar humor, but, it, like, that was all on USA, and so it was taken off of Netflix really fast. Um, I think it's actually all on Amazon Prime. Don't you have to pay for it? Uh, I'm actually, I, I'm checking right now, but the Amazon yeah, Prime uh, app is awful. It says, uh, on Google, if you just search Monk, it says subscribed for Amazon Prime. So, psych, all eight seasons are included on Amazon Prime. I might, be, I might watch that. Though. The the movie, you can rent it. Lo- oh, no, it's just currently unavailable. Yeah. Um, But Monk, 
Monk is uh, uh, all available on Amazon Prime. Yeah, all eight seasons are available on Prime. So, and you know, what? I remember Monk being a good show too. It's older though, so I don't know if like the the early seasons will necessarily have like the same tone as Psych did, but definitely like the later seasons, I feel like probably did. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so um, the movie's supposed to go into production this summer, so it'll probably be out like early next year, I would assume. Yeah, which is cool. And I'll just I'll sign up for another seven day trial of Peacock, watch it once, and be done with it. Yeah, because that's the easiest thing in the world to do. <laughs> um, so I I finally finished Clone Wars. Nice, all seven seasons. Um, and I actually started Rebels. I watched like the first three or four episodes of Rebels. Mm-hmm. You didn't um, start Bad Batch. Well, no, because that came out after Rebels. But Bad Batch takes place right after Clone Wars. Yeah, but I'm not watching them chronologically. I'm watching them in release order. <sighs> Tell you watch Star Wars. You watch Star Wars fucking release order. Fuck you. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but also, like, I, I, I don't want to watch Bad Batch weekly. I'd rather actually watch it, like, just when it's all available. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the so the, the final season of Clone Wars that was actually released just last year, um, the first like four or five episodes are actually an introduction of the Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's them going on a mission with Anakin Rex, who is like the the Captain Clone Trooper that's like reports directly to Anakin. It's kind yeah. of the way that Cody is the one that reports directly to Obi Wan. Yeah. Um, and like they're on a mission to stop something, and that that's actually how they they find like a clone that they thought was dead and get him back. Mm-hmm. Echo, I think he was in the Bad Batch. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he leaves with them at the end, so it made sense. But yeah, they they were they were cool characters the way they they were introduced. Um, that final season of Clone Wars was really good, though. It um like if, the animation alone was actually much better, and I don't know if it's because like it's fully Disney owned and operated now, so they just had a little bit more of a budget. Mm-hmm. But it's like so that show had a bit of a a weird kind of run. So seasons one through five aired on Cartoon Network. Between like 08 and 2012, I want to say. Season six aired on, it was, it was a Netflix thing. It re- like it was 12 episodes released on Netflix in 2014. And they were considered like the missing missions or something like that was their subtitle. Um, and none of it really continued anything from the previous season. And that show, for the most part, like seasons one through five were very anthology kind of. Like there were things that carried between them. But, like, you might have, like, an arc where it focused on clone, and then the next arc focused on the Jedi, and then something totally unrelated. So it was kind of, like, all over the place, and the timeline was definitely all over the place. Mm-hmm. But the the fifth season um, ends with Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order because they didn't believe that she didn't do a thing that she told them they didn't, that she didn't do. Yeah. Um, and you could tell, like, that was supposed to be part of season six, but then it got canceled, and they just had this... Like it was like two or three years later, they released season six that was completely unrelated to all that. She wasn't in season six at all. Um, yeah. it was mostly season six had some weird stuff. It had like a, like a, so the first or second arc in it actually explained how order 66 worked. Um, all the clones as like embryos basically had like biochips implanted in their brains. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and Count Dooku and Sidious were actually, like, behind the scenes controlling the cloning process the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I, I, Cypher Diaz was the, the Jedi that they think went to Kamino and, like, got the clone stuff all running. Um, yeah. But apparently Dooku actually killed him and then took his place to get it up and running. Um, and, like, this little, little bit of Clone Wars actually explains, like, that chip is what has Order 66 basically programmed into it. 
And mm-hmm. as soon as they get that order, they turn on the Jedi. Yeah. So like it was not it wasn't like a they actually believed it because they show in in Clone Wars a bunch of the clones like really didn't want to do it, um, but like that they they were just programmed to they had no no other choice yeah um and I lost track of thought there um so they actually like kind of show that and a, and a couple of the clones actually have those chips removed um at like throughout that process so they ended up dying by the end of it so like it doesn't actually come of anything like having these few without the chips. But they at least, they took the time to explain that. And then there's also an arc, uh, where Yoda actually goes on, like, a little pilgrimage to find out how to, how to, um, become one with the Force when he dies the way Qui-Gon did. That's why at the, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, when he says, talk to your old master I have, or however he worded it, um, this was kind of like that story. Yeah. Um, and it was fun because, like, the Jedi Council, like, thought he, there was something wrong with him, like that he was sick or something. And, like, wanted him, like, locked in, like, a medical room. So he actually, like, summons Anakin to him and basically says, you're bad at listening to us. Like, you break the rules all the time. Just fucking help me get out of here. Yeah. And Anakin's just standing there. He's like, I feel like I should be offended, but I guess you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. And helps him escape. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's, honestly, that show actually made it much more sad, like, the whole, like, fall to the dark side. It's like, the movies did not characterize that like Anakin well like especially Re- Re- Revenge of the Sith H- Hayden Christensen did a bad job see I don't think it's Hayden Christensen's fault it's a bad script we, we talked about this a little bit before like George Lucas being the writer and the sole writer and director was bad for those prequels because mm-hmm. um, like he only wrote and directed the original Star Wars yeah um Empire like the, the movie that people like the best Empire I believe he co-wrote and then didn't direct at all yeah so like that he he's got a Lucas has a really good imagination and like he's really good at world building. He is bad at dialogue and bad at directing. Mm-hmm. If he had somebody else in there to do any of those jobs, those prequels would have ended up being much better, more well thought out movies. But they weren't. So instead, we we get the Clone Wars to kind of fix some of it in a way. But like um in season seven, like I said, like the first half of season seven is the Bad Batch. And then the, the second half is actually all Ahsoka. It's um, it's basically like her no longer being with the Jedi Order and kind of like figuring her life out, and then getting pulled back into the war by having to go help um the Mandalorians. Um, you, Rich, you, you in particular, you watched the second season of Mandalorian, right? Yeah, I did. And Drew, I think you did, didn't you? Nope, Sarah has. I think but you watched I've, the first season. I, honestly, I watched like the first three episodes, and then I was kind of like, oh. I, I, for some I reason, I thought you watched the whole thing. No, I I told Sarah just go ahead and watch it without me, <laughs> and she did. That sounds about right, though. Um, the the one Mandalorian that Mando meets later on, Bo Bo Katan. Um, mm-hmm. it's actually like it's it's her like second appearance in Clone Wars is her finding Ahsoka and being like, I need a Jedi to help me and like the Jedi won't help me. Yeah. So like she goes to help like she basically goes to help capture Darth Maul who is ruling who is ruling Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Um but like that whole thing keeps her away from Anakin during like the events of Revenge of the Sith and it's like alluded to kind of like a bunch of times where like if she had actually still been there, she would have probably been the person to stop him from falling. Mm-hmm. Cuz like there, there was a point where she, I, she talks to Obi-Wan and basically gets told that, like, Dooku is dead, Anakin killed him, Anakin's not okay, um, somebody needs to talk to him, and he's not listening to us. 
And it's kind of like that, like, I forget if he just flat out said she sh- said that she should talk to him, or if it was just kind of, like, heavily alluded to. But, like, it was definitely there, and she just never got the chance to. Mm-hmm. So, like, they get a very brief reunion on, like, a ship before she goes to Mandalore, when Anakin actually gives her his clone unit, which is the, the 501st, to go to Mandalore with, because the, the Republic won't give them anything. Yeah. Um, and then the the last scene of it is actually Vader on, like, the planet where, like, their ships crashed, picking up her lightsaber that she left behind. Okay. That he had actually, like, given back to her um, when they, like, saw each other on the ship. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was just, it was very sad and kind of, like, heartbreaking. Yeah. But, like, they did a, they did a really good job kind of, like, wrapping that up and bring, because, like, throughout six seasons, like, Anakin felt like a hero. And then, like, they did kind of a good job, like, showing, like, how everything just kind of, like, spun away in that last season. Yeah. Because, like, you know, they, they, they'd show little hints and bits and stuff here and there of him being a little harsher than he needed to be, or, like, if, if somebody he cared about was hurt, like, he would be incredibly like aggressive about it but yeah never like just never what he ends up being in revenge of the sith mm-hmm. um and they also um they actually did motion capture for some of the fights in the seventh season so like that show like the the lightsaber fights are not all that cool in that show because they're yeah. just they're all just computer animated and it's whatever budget cartoon network had to do it um and that's final season they actually got ray park and somebody else to do mocap for the darth maul ahsoka fight Mm-hmm. And it looks really fucking cool because, nice. like, awesome. they're cartoons, so they can do stuff that they can't easily do in the movies. But they can have the actual actors doing the movements and probably like on wires or something like that. Um, yeah. And yeah, like that, like their lightsaber fights at the end were some of the coolest stuff I'd seen in that. Yeah. So yeah, but I would definitely if you like Star Wars, like Clone Wars is worth watching. Um, and like being twenty minute episodes, you can kind of like put it on and just let it run for a few episodes. And, like, if it's a story that you're just not super into, <coughs> you can just kind of, like, let it play out while you're doing other stuff and then see if the next arc is better. Because, like, they had hits and misses. They had lots of hits yeah. and misses. Yeah. Um. And then, so far, Rebels seems interesting. Like, I- I'm intrigued to see where it goes. I didn't know Freddie Prince Jr. was the main character's voice. Yeah, Rebels, Rebels is, uh, I've seen a handful of episodes. Rebels is really cool. Yeah, I like the cast that they have. Like, the, the, mm-hmm. the little ragtag team that they have on the... Whatever their ship's called, the Ghost. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been neat so far, though. Awesome. Yeah. Um. And now you are almost out of Godzilla movies, as you have watched Shin Godzilla now. Yeah. Oh man, Shin Godzilla. Um. So Shin Godzilla is uh an award, a Japanese award-winning Godzilla film. It didn't win any awards in the Academy Awards or anything, but it won a boatload of awards the year it came out in 2014 over in Japan. Um, it is a really good fucking movie. And honestly, can be taken as a very timely thing right now. Um, as, like, over the past, uh, 30, uh, weeks, I have explained how Godzilla movies tend to have, like, an overarching, like, story of, like, protect the planet, save the earth, uh, politics are bullshit type of things. And this one definitely can, like, I had posted this on my Facebook. You can look at this movie, and if you look at Godzilla in this movie as the coronavirus, and their response to Godzilla as the vaccine, um, like, this is the easiest way to explain how the vaccine is safe. And it's because this movie 
is a sort of satirical look at the Japanese response to emergencies and how much red tape has to be gone through to get to a, a resolution. And, like, so, like, the, um, the movie is based off of, um, the tsunami, earthquake, and meltdown from 2012, 2013 in Japan. And how the Japanese government had a very poor response to all of that happening at once. And it's mostly because of the, they, they, they have so much red tape to go through. And so this movie, like, they will be in a meeting discussing Godzilla to wrap up that meeting, to go to a different meeting hall, to have a meeting with the same people discussing Godzilla. So how much Godzilla was in this one? Um, I can't remember. Not, not, not a lot. Um, probably like 15 minutes, maybe. Uh, not even. Uh, this movie, like, it was a Godzilla movie, but it wasn't a monster movie. Um, and like the, the, the dialogue and the script was really good and, and very snappy. Um, I wish I'd been able to watch it in Japanese, but I'm glad I didn't because they throw so much information at you, locations and names and things like that, that I wouldn't have been able to read the subtitles while also reading like the person's name that's flashing on screen or the location and time that's flashing on screen when they're there. And it's okay. just like, yeah, it, this is, this is, I think a movie that you would enjoy, Kyle. And like, I, it is, it is good. It is, it is not a giant monsters fighting giant monsters. It is essentially a movie about res- response to emergencies. I don't know though. Like, I'm not, I'm actually not big on disaster movies. And if a movie says Godzilla, I just want a movie with all Godzilla. And that well, never happens. But that's a, like, that's not Godzilla though. That's never been Godzilla. There's and never that's the been wrong a, way to do Godzilla, then. But, like, Godzilla, the original Godzilla, is it more references and is more about the atomic blast and the devastation that that causes. And they they use Godzilla as a proxy to these disasters. So, in the original 1954 Godzilla, when he attacks Tokyo, they're using Godzilla as, like, this is what it was like to get hit with the atomic bomb. In this one... With Godzilla leaving trails of radiation and, and, and like destroying, um, the waterways and, and things like that and just like completely leveling a city. It's like, this is what happened during, this is like what, this was the emergency of that tsunami, earthquake and, and nuclear meltdown. And the res- like, this is what it, like, this is what the Japanese people had to go through and had to like wait for because there's so much red tape. That they have, like, at one point they, um, they create a, a task force for Godzilla that will jump over the red tape. Their job was to figure out how to stop Godzilla and ignore red tape. And, and it's just like the, the, their, their work, their, their conversations on stopping Godzilla and their, their relationships with each other. It's just, this movie goes a lot more and a lot more beyond just being a giant monster movie, just being a disaster movie. This is this is honestly one of the only Godzilla movies that has a legitimate story and script to it. Which I mean that that is something. I don't know, it's just if it's called Godzilla, like I just I want Godzilla. And I like I get it, like that's not what those movies are, but like that's why I've never liked them. Like I don't want a movie about people i want a movie about a fucking giant lizard just eating things or killing other monsters 
I mean, you, you have a movie about a giant lizard just destroying things, but, like, like, I'm sorry, like, that doesn't make a good movie. D- d- but it doesn't not, like, it could very well be an entertaining movie if that's all, the, if that's what they made out of a Godzilla movie. Oh, it like, could very, like, yes, it could very well be an entertaining movie, but, like, I, honestly, if, like, and, yeah, I would watch it, but, like, that's... That's just, like, find me a monster movie that's just about the monster. I mean, they don't really exist. And, like, I... But, like... And that's part of the thing. Like, I don't really care for monster movies. I don't really like disaster movies. Like, I don't think they're entertaining nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Like, just random destruction because, like, an earthquake or a blizzard or a meteor or whatever versus, like, oh, like, there's a giant monster, but the giant monster's only in it for, like, seven minutes. Yeah, but, like, and that's your... That's 100% my, like, my opinion. Like, I'm not saying these movies are bad because they're not that. They're just not for me. But, like, I'm sitting here telling you, like, this is... Like, the other ones were campy and ridiculous. And, and like, but this one is a good movie on all other aspects. And your, for lack of a better term, your stubbornness, because it has the word Godzilla in it, not wanting to watch it. It's your disinterest in Monster Hunter stories because it has the name monster hunter it's stubborn at this point is what it is i mean part of it but like also like i don't like subtitled movies either like there's a whole bunch of things about this movie that like don't appeal to me i had to watch it dubbed dubbed. oh that's right you did say dubbed i'm sorry and and it's dubbed by funimation so guess who's in it fucking all might is in it oh really yes is he the voice of godzilla no he's he's, (laughs) then why the fuck am i watching it He's the voice of, like, a military general. But it's good voice acting. It's not shitty voice acting. It's Funimation voice acting. But, like, is this still, like, a disaster movie? No. I've said that a hundred... It's not a disaster movie. It is a response... It is a movie... Like, it is It is sort of a satirical look at the response from Japan in the, in the events of disasters. This movie takes place 60% in fucking conference rooms. Like, that doesn't seem entertaining yeah, that, to me. It is so good. Like, it is, like, you, you just, you have to, like, like, they get into the science, they get into, like, discussion, like, you, you see the destruction from Godzilla, but then you also, like, it, it's the subtle nuances of, at one point, they're talking to the prime minister and letting him know, like, do not say that we don't think he's going to make landfall. And then they sit there in the middle of a news conference where the prime minister says he's not going to make landfall. Cut to him making fucking landfall. And you're seeing news footage and found footage type of stuff of Godzilla making landfall. And how it is, it is a, it is a look at like government response times and things like that. Like it is a lot more than just disaster. There's a lot more than just Godzilla. This is a all in all good movie. And, like, I believe you, it just doesn't sound like a movie for me. And also, did, w- is it free anywhere? No, I had to... I had to fucking rent it twice. Because I rented the Japanese version, which didn't have English subtitles. On Amazon fucking videos. Whatever it is, Prime Video. So then I had to rent the the the, the uh, English uh, version. The English dub version. That's actually kind of funny. It's, I was so annoyed. I had to I had to rent this movie fucking twice. I technically, if you can speak Japanese, you can. I still have for the next twenty something days. 
the way... No, I started watching it, so actually, no, I don't have that anymore. Yeah, because you probably started it and then realized there were no subtitles, and you're like, well, what I, the fuck? I, you had to... You have to... And, like, I kind of knew there was going to be no subtitles, because it didn't have a... a uh, Like, it didn't ha- list English subtitles. It listed subtitles in the Japanese, didn't list subtitles in English. But I was just like, no, nah, it's going to have it. Let me just try it. And so, it, like, this is on me. So I had to spend $9 or something like that to watch this movie. But, like, it's not it's not free anywhere, and I honestly don't think it'll be free for a long time unless they, uh, H- like, unless now Discovery gets a deal with Funimation to get it on HBO Max or something. I'm surprised um, it's not on, because fu- well, Funimation has some live action. I'm surprised it's not on there. I, it, I don't, I don't know, like, I'm surprised it's not on, like, Netflix, because it's, Funimation did... Shin Godzilla, and then they did the do the three Netflix ones as well. Oh, that is some bullshit. So it for a split second, I thought this was on Funimation. It's just trailers. They have a bunch mm-hmm. of clips and trailers on Funimation mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, of course. It, but like, there's just I don't know, like look up reviews and things like that. Like look up what people say about. Like I personally think that this was like take Godzilla out of it and just make it a like a response movie or like a pseudo disaster movie but it's not about the disaster it's about like, after the disaster or before the disaster it's it's about during it's about responding to the disaster while the disaster is happening like isn't that like, twister <laughs> no no cuz twister <laughs> twister is learning about the disaster from people at the disaster like it it's not like uh uh 2021 or san andreas or any of those movies where it's somebody living through the disaster this is like like government officials every character in this movie is a government official of some sort and none of them with the exception of like a a single scene here or there are really in the midst of the disaster it is like most of the cast is discussing response and how do we take care of this and what do we do and how do we learn and like they get like it is like I'm I'm doing it. I don't think I'm doing it any justice. You're not. You are really describing an incredibly boring movie. It's yeah, like I think not. that's what's throwing me off. Is like you're so excited about it, and then you're like, but the whole thing happens in a boardroom. Yeah, I'm like, like, why is that? Why are you so excited about that? <laughs> it's, it's just like I don't. You like I said, you just you have to watch it. Like I can't really explain it any better. Like. Yeah, a lot of the movie takes place in the border, it's, but it's like, it's the dialogue, it's the scripting, it's them talking about it, it's them trying to figure out what to do. It is the Godzilla aspect, because the Godzilla aspect is, he starts off as just this, pretty much this little tadpole that can barely move on on ground to then become the Godzilla that you see. It, it's the, it's what the movie represents. It's, it's, it's everything that goes on in the background of this movie. Or, or it's this movie being the background, and and it's like like there there are things that like I didn't quite catch initially when watching it, but like watching a post review or 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 reading things about it like afterwards, it's just like I didn't catch, I didn't realize that, but that's that's cool. It's like it, it, it's it's modern society reacting to a disaster that they've never seen before and never had to dealt with. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's just it is it's a really good movie, like. I just, yeah, I don't have any other, I, I, like, I can't really explain it any, any way else because, 
I, I, I don't, it's, it's hard to, I, I like, I get what you're saying. And if I had read this and been like, oh, well, a lot of the movie takes place in like boardrooms and conference rooms and this and that, I would have been like, this is going to sound stupid. But like when you actually watch it and get into it, it's, it's really good. And hey, at least you finally found a Godzilla from the last 20 years that you liked. Because it seems like everything since like 1999 has been kind of garbage. No, I, <laughs> uh, um, uh, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla and um, Tokyo SOS were good. Um, and it was it was a bad movie, but it was an entertaining movie. Uh, uh, Final Wars. Um, but it was yeah. There's the it, yeah. Most of the movies in the 2000s and Millennium era just weren't that great. But there were some gems. Okay, that's. I just remember, like, you, you were not super up on any of them the way you seem to be up on this one. No, no. It, like, a lot of them, a lot of the Millennium Era from uh, 99 through 2012, I believe. No, 2008. Uh, they they weren't that great. Um, it wasn't until, like, like I said, Final Wars, or actually, no, 2004. Because that'd be 54 to 2004 would be 50 years. Um, so, 99 to 2004... Like, those films weren't that great, but they had some, like, there were some gems in there. And then they had, they took a 12-year break and released, um, or, yeah, 12-year break and released Shin Godzilla, which is, like, just, it's something completely different than, than I've ever seen. And, like, did you guys watch The Big Short? No. I'm trying to think of other movies that, I, like, I can kind of... I've never seen Wolf of Wall Street, so I don't know about that. Yeah, like, I don't watch a lot of those movies, just be, like... I'm sure they're very good movies. It's just when I sit down and I'm going to spend like two hours watching something, like I just want it to be something stupid and fun. I mean, that's Wolf of Wall Street. Like Wolf of Wall Street's a very entertaining movie. Like it's not, it's not about like the minutia of shit. Yeah. It's all. I mean, it's about a criminal. Like that guy defrauded tons of people out of tons of money and led a life of extravagance. It's not about like a fucking mortgage crisis. Okay. Yeah, like, I don't actually know a- anything about The Wolf of Wall Street. That's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, but, I think like, that's all I know about it. The, the the Big Short is a movie that's all about the the, the, the mortgage crash and, the, and the, the stock market bubble break in 08. I think I know more about uh, that than The Wolf of Wall Street, actually. Yeah. That movie is a really good movie, but a lot of the movie is just them talking, like, jargon with everything that's going on, but it, 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 it explains in its own way, like what the fuck happened in 08. Sure. And that, that's, and that's kind of what you can expect from Shin Godzilla. So to Cobb's point, like you comparing Shin Godzilla to a movie about the 2008 housing crisis fucking just makes me not want to watch fucking like, Shin Godzilla. I get what like, you're doing, though. A, I, I, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Like, but, but you're 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 saying that a movie you've never watched that has critically been acclaimed as a good movie makes you but, not want to watch this movie. Dude, you just but, told me 40 minutes ago that f- fuck critics. <laughs> One, yes, you did that. But also, let me then, like, I'm not saying Shin Godzilla is bad. I'm not saying uh fucking the big short is bad i've heard big short is fantastic i don't want to watch a movie about the godzilla housing crisis you actually know? Like, i all right maybe the i godzilla would watch the movie about the housing crisis caused by godzilla rampaging through tokyo <laughs> like, maybe I... uh, like b- 
but like like there's that dichotomy in what like me and Cobb want out of like that kind of a move. But if you, I under I 100 understand what you're saying about it. Like I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying it's a it's a bad movie. I totally yeah. get it. It's just very funny, like to compare like a Godzilla movie to like a fairly serious like drama that like was up for like awards and stuff like that and be like yeah no it's like this and it's like but it's a godzilla movie like that doesn't seem exciting <laughs> uh, look they may look if they were able to make the stock market crash an exciting movie and an entertaining movie like it, it's like you've never like that's that's what i'm trying you've never watched this movie that i'm trying to compare it to i don't know of any other movie that i can easily compare it to but like you guys like, uh, what's that fucking show? It's, um, uh, that fucking comedy that I hated on Fox. Arrested Development? Yes. I yeah. do not like Arrested oh. Development. I watched, <laughs> I watched two episodes I, of it and thought but, it was like, fucking stupid. Like, I, me too. I hate that fucking show, but people it's, it's tell me it's the fucking best comedy. It's so much better than The Office. Fuck The Office. Arrested Development is so much better. I, <laughs> But, like, how can Arrested Development, when I watched it, I was fucking bored. Uh, I mean, because Arrested Development's much more a, like, British-style comedy, where the humor is far more deadpan and, that's, and dry. That's, like... I, like, there there's humor in Shin Godzilla, and that's what the humor in Shin Godzilla is. Like, I... I no, and, no, and, okay, like, I... I from what you were saying earlier, agree. Like I can see the ha- that connection of of it. Like I don't know. It's I. This is this is a movie I think everyone should watch. It's again. It's a movie I think is very timely right now. That can easily be compared to coronavirus and the vaccine hesitancy. And like it's could should, could definitely be a movie to try to help those who are afraid to get a vaccine. Be like, look, here's a thing. They didn't actually rush. They just cut the red tape faster. Um, and like, this is just what you have to do in the, in an instance of an emergency. And like, it uh, just, that is actually an interesting, like, way to look at it. I'll, I'll give you that. Like, it is that, and that's, like, that's what this movie was more about was what do you have to do in an emergency? Or not what do you have to do? What does the government do in terms of an emergency? And, and, and how, like, how do they react? And, how ridiculous is it that, all right, let's end this meeting to go to the next meeting in the, in, in the conference room, two, two rooms down, when you're having the same meeting with the same people, and like all this really bureaucratic red tape that really, it, 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 it why is it all there? Because why not? It's just, it is, uh, it is a good movie, man. It is so good. The, 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 the dialogue is good. The voice acting, or the uh, the VO is good, um, which that is they, actually rare. That's yeah, like like yeah. There's still some like missyncing with the like you can't really change how somebody's mouth is moving in a live action movie. Yeah, it's much easier to do that with it's, animation. <laughs> it's 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 that comes to a point where you're just you're gonna have to deal with it. But like they're talking so fast and so much that you don't really have the time to worry about their. To, to be lost in their mouth not matching because they're also cutting the camera to different people who aren't actually talking most of them. They're the people listening and, and, and trying to, to like whisper to each other, figure out what they can do with their responses. Like there's this one scene that was freaking fantastic. 
It's shortly after Godzilla first attacks, where the Prime Minister, I believe, is in a room with three scientists, like a, a nuclear biologist, a biologist, and some other, like three sorts of biologists, to talk about Godzilla and what it is. And essentially, they spent ten minutes, not even, probably like five minutes, and this scene is five minutes of them saying, we don't know what this is. And, and then the Prime Minister leaves, like, that was a fucking bullshit meeting, why did we even have it? Get me better people. Like, they, there's, like, just, like, some really good, like, their experts couldn't give them any information. One of the experts said, well, we don't even know if this is real yet, because we haven't been able to analyze the video. Motherfucker, it's all over the fucking news. What do you mean you can't even say this is real yet? Like, that, that's, yeah, I, I don't know. I can, I, I, I'll, I can just keep talking this movie up, but there, I, I don't think I can do it a service that it deserves. And, like, so the Rotten Tomatoes reviews are, are it's 86% positive, but it seems to be very polar. Like, the positive scores are, like, three and a half out of four. I saw some five out of five, like an A minus, but then also see one out of ten. Like, people seem to either fucking hate it, or th- literally one per- review just in the snippet said it is the best Godzilla movie since the first Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of a lot of people are saying this is the best Godzilla movie since th- the first. There's very few. Well, all right, there's a couple like three out of five, but it, it's seemingly a, a lot more four four or five out of five, eight out eight nine ten out of ten or one out of ten <laughs> like which i wonder if that's the difference between people that went into it like just open to just a movie and like like richie said it's just a good well done movie versus people that went into it wanting a godzilla movie and not necessarily getting a godzilla movie i went into it expecting a godzilla movie with godzilla destroying things and like the the the, the people being having to deal with devastation and whatnot i did not go into this knowing anything of the political aspects of this movie everything i know of that came after after looking into it yeah which you you at least are somebody that like like you give you generally give things a a fair a fair chance most of the internet does not and as soon as they found out that this movie took place in a boardroom and wasn't just you know destruction from a giant lizard monster they probably stopped watching it and just gave it a one mm-hmm because that's the way people work. Um, but I don't know. That's probably a show. Yeah. Uh, next week, I will be talking about at least one of the three Godzilla uh, Netflix movies. I might try to watch all three this weekend. You just want to? Have... You just want to wrap up your Godzilla movies? Yeah. I mean, I, I I remember watching the first of these ones and not liking it, so I kind of just want to get through it. Um. So like, I, I might just. I remember do... you watching it and saying it wasn't good, like I f- a couple I years fell, ago. I fell asleep, is what happened. I like, and it wasn't even that late. It was probably like maybe eleven o'clock when when like I started watching it, and by like eleven thirty, I was out like a lot. Yeah. And this was year, a few years ago. So. Well, I guess you'll find out this weekend. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's three of them. I'm I, I I might do like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I don't have anything going on this weekend, thank God. So should be able to do that. Cool. Um, yeah. All right. Well, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash one quest. 
If you can't support us there with dollars, then you can go to your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, all those fun places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things all help a whole bunch. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Otherwise, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.